0: Hi and welcome to episode number 43 of Superwoo Radio and I am absolutely delighted, uh, genuinely heartfelt delight to welcome onto Superwoo Radio and into the Our Journey Home, Earth community, uh, a very dear friend of mine and uh, a gentleman who has been on an incredible journey himself of creativity, a passion for humanity, a passion for health and well-being, and a passion for expression of, uh, I would say, organic creativity. Mason Taylor from superfeast.com.au. Welcome, bro.
1: Thanks, man. So good to see your face.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's lovely because you're on you know, you're south of the border and our borders have been a bit closed for a while now and we've been wanting to catch up soon, but couldn't make mm-hmm. it happen. It was, was due to happen early August, but uh, yeah, um, we're making adjustments to our lifestyles, aren't we? <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, kind of. <laughs> That's kind of the only adjustment for me at the moment is not heading up. You know, not seeing a couple of dear friends and not going across the Queensland border. Otherwise, you know, remaining in my nice little bubble here in yeah. Byron.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a good part of the world. I really enjoyed living there. And, uh, and you know, so many people are very eclectic, very creative uh, and very topical. A lot of people very passionate about uh, life and uh, the, the, the different things that we're um, exploring. Uh, so mm-hmm. the, uh, you know... The Our Journey Home Earth community and Superwoo Radio, uh, Our Journey Home Earth and Superwoo Radio community, as um, being a foundational creative force of energy for creating this space and this reality, you could say. Uh, and you've created yours with Super Feast, um, and. I'm finding as I change, as I grow, I mature. You know, little Georgie's growing up all the time, learning from my experiences. And uh, as, I, as I cultivate the wisdom, um, I'm changing, which means my ecosystem around me is changing, which means my creations are changing too. So we've got a really good community that's, you know, evolved and emerged and evolved. Uh, mm. Evolved, that was... T- trying to get two words into one then and uh and you know we have a very balanced approach to life now even though we are reasonably biased towards more of the awakening process rather getting stuck in the old um we do have quite a beautiful balanced approach to looking at things and that's the one thing i've always loved about you is because you have to deal with uh, a lot of extremism of uh mind and mental processes people's belief systems Um, with, uh, to do with whether it comes to food and health and nutrition and well-being, there's a lot of extremism in every aspect of life. It's also in that aspect of life. And the one thing Mm -hmm. I've always, um, admired, uh, and found inspirational about you, Mason, is you've always maintained this really balanced approach. Doesn't mean you're not passionate, but definitely balanced in your approach to everything. So, uh, yeah, and that's, yeah I think that's where we got along because you know because that is that
1: uh, that evolution and it's why I like your community and why I like my community because it mm-hmm. doesn't get stuck um, doesn't get stuck rooted down in an external identity it knows that it's on an inner journey and then you evolve and then you I, I think you said it everve because you pop the verve you, pop, you know pop the bubbly and you celebrate your new growth and you move on and it's um it's a it's a crazy world out there because everyone's so externally um attached to labels and and uh i guess kind of like a a particular type of tribalism that is just um it's just so uh it's just so tempting to to remain right and you know it's nice to stay there for a little bit and feel secure in your thoughts and what you're reading and what you're believing and, and all those kinds of things but as you know if you if you stay if you stay sitting there all of a sudden it becomes stagnant and tepid and um, and boring that's what I call it. I, I I say when I' found myself at points when I'm just like standing in my all knowing this is what's right for me and the way that I'm eating and the way that I need to live and not to say that I don't get a lot of conviction as I go along and develop, as you said, wisdom through developing experience. It's very different, as you know, to knowing what's right and wrong, to having, going through the, the numerous processes, um, going through the numerous cycles that lead us to being able to cultivate this um, this uh, this capacity to distill our experiences into wisdom so that it can arise and give um, give, you know, and inform our actions going forth, which is going to be very relevant to us talking about today as we enter springtime, because we are now going forth after being in our in our winter um, sage-like archetype of the kidney energy, the deep yin of winter, and it's that time you know where wisdom has been cultivated, and now it's time where we spring forth and we'll go into what you know what happens at that period. But it is it's it's an, it's a particular type of person that's got the Um, got the balls to consistently learn more and come home to themselves and not devil here and there in a little external label or saying, you know, using words to explain what you do, but no, as you know, as you do know, no label is going to be able to, um, it's going to eventually weigh you down and make you boring. And so, you know, our ability to move, continue to go forth with conviction and, um, and you know and our virtuous nature yeah that's why i like it's why i like the community and that's why it's very interesting kind of floating back into each other's worlds because you know one thing that that person is going to maybe you know remain convicted maybe some big things have changed they're still going to be themselves but um there's going to be some new revelations there some new decorations and toppings on who they are and the way they live so i'm looking <laughs> forward to possibly oh, i
0: love that. i love the way you express yourself It is so fantastically natural and organic and gorgeous and delicious, you know, the languaging. And um, what I'd love for you to do now is can you just share a little bit of your background and what it is you do? Because Superfeast is, you know, it's grown into quite a substantial, um, uh, I want to say, living um, being of support for, you know, getting into the deeper aspects of human health uh, via our um you know gorgeous mycelia uh network that is global and is also internal inside all of us as well
1: yeah definitely incorporating the mycelial mushroom energy and um hopefully unifying people as the mushrooms do within themselves and you know just yeah as the mushrooms do to the forest but so yeah it was probably it was um over, you know, it was about 12 years ago now when I really like took the plunge into the, the realm of health and I had a, you know, just a, I guess you could call it pretty conventional um, upbringing. And um, and then I got to the point where I was traveling around the world and having a great time being a ski instructor. And then I just had a, a moment um, overseas in South America and I dropped into my body. I was like, cool, you know, like I could feel there's some things going on here which I'm not too happy about and I could feel the trajectory that I was going on and at that time I decided I'm going to change my trajectory and when I got back to Australia i want to dive into the deep end of health and you know when I'm like I'm going to dive into like the correct deep end I was always at some point I had this um kind of turned into like my orthorexia you know my little eating disorder my health you know my desire. I you know that my desire to be as healthy as possible and the fear that I wasn't going to be as healthy as possible, which would you know, have a little bit of a negative effect on you know, my, making me an extremist when it came to my diet. But um, when, I, when I got back, I was like, I could find that right path. Um, and so I jumped in into the deep end and started doing a lot of cleansing and fasting and had a really great time and I'm going to f- flowing into the raw food world, kind of on the raw, raw plant-based um, kind of style of food looking for longevity I, I, I got back and wanted to study herbalism but every time I'd study I'd get a new book um I was in uni and meant to be studying at uni but I'd just be reading herbal texts in the back and I'd be I'd always be so focused on symptoms and problems um, and every book that I found about like traditional Chinese medicine it would be about the way that it's practiced um, today in a, you know the modernized um, new in, newly invented, chinese medicine that came out of um the you know the communist revolution in china in the 50s so just so everyone's clear that's what i'm talking about traditional chinese medicine as, as its practiced today is a new medicine or a, a toxic mimic of what was classical and has been used for thousands of years and i'd be reading these texts and they'd be so focused on symptomology and so focused um on disease states and it just didn't inspire me despite the fact that i had my own immune deficiencies and energy deficiencies i was just like i wasn't trying to fix myself i was really i was just really quite excited at the time i was like like a puppy you know like really excited about what my body could you know could do for me and what i could achieve in my body and so eventually i found started finding books and people talking about taoist herbalism and taoist theory taoist herbalism just that that indigenous um uh Spiritual philosophy of um, of China, especially, they they they're focused on cultivating life, just very simply. You know, there were herb. There was a dialogue around. You know, there's terminology around taking particular herbs and doing particular practices, basically just to make sure you know your body's really you know just maintains the strong state of health, um, so that you have the foundations for. You yourself to cultivate chi and have a big spark of life um you know for, for you to remain really functional have a lot of vitality throughout your life and then you know so that you could develop as a person and as i say it like you know just really have lots of energy foundational energy and vitality day to day so that you can become you know less of the asshole self and more of the you know the, the virtuous self whatever that is no judgment to the asshole self but you know that like that it was quite simple and I and I, I liked how they're they they would not you know they wouldn't justify it with short-term goals they'd be like you know we're really you know who knows what happens but we'll look we'll, you know we'll get onto these herbs long term you know there's a little bit of a you know there's a little bit of a, a path or a guidance of what to take when but you know you just kind of like see what resonates you develop a relationship with the herb and And you take it for a long time, and then you might not feel like it. Same way, you might not feel like salads or soups at some point. You know, it might not feel like meat, or you might feel like lots of meat. You know, you just don't, you know, there's like those cravings and those, you know, when like this community would get a lot of
0: people. Like a a rhythm, isn't it? It's absolutely. Finding that rhythm as you unfold. That's what I've found. I go through changes, and there's days I eat like a vegan. There's days I eat like a vegetarian. There's days I eat like a carnivore. Mm. You know, it, it's or pescatarian. It's like I'm just floating, or you know, and I'm really listening to the language of my body and the relationship. You know, and then occasionally I'm going to eat emotionally as well. My my body doesn't like it when I do that, but sometimes I really need to cater to my distraught emotional state, and I want to have an emotional meal.
1: <laughs> well, that's an integration process as well with a the, with a the, with the past self. A lot of a lot of the times, people. Like when I jumped into the health world, I would, I was a little bit resentful to what I'd done to myself previously, or the way that I was like the way I ate growing up, you know, the fast food and you know the all the um, you know just like all the the crappy monocrop mono, you know mono um, yeah monocrop wheat and all that kind of stuff, you know, and I was quite quite resentful about that part of me that was you know like you know that that ate the factory, farmed meat, and and therefore I developed an identity going into... At that point, I I wasn't doing meat and dairy, but I didn't identify as a a vegan or anything like that. You know, it was just for me, it was just like, I'm on the healthiest living foods in the world. And the way I developed um, an understanding and an identity of being a healthy person then was in rejection of who I was previously Mm. and rejecting the culture that is killing everyone and create you know causing cancer and heart disease which on an object, objective level you can see that that's a level of that's true but getting emotional oh, absolutely wound up,
0: that absolutely that is true I, I yeah, that's you know, that true for me
1: <laughs> i guess the problem for me what well, was it was great learning so it was not a problem but you know the problem for me there was i developed a lot of my identity in going that was wrong and what i'm doing right now is right and so straight away the foundation that i've laid was of an external projection i had to create my identity based on a um a resistance or a a kickback from something and so all of a sudden when you get that first dietary change you kick back hard and you can get lots of momentum like when you're on a wheelie chair and you kick along a um you know a nice tiled floor in a big office and you go like really far but eventually you're going to slow down Um, and the younger you are the more times you can kind of like kick yourself um along but you're not generating your own energy through, you know, finding your own, you know, like, you know, basically finding your own path. You're, you're, you're opposing what happens, everyone opposes the pharmaceutical model. Everyone opposes the industrial food model. In this, you know, in this realm, we oppose those rolling out 5G. We oppose those in the, um, the military complex, so on and so forth. And there's a part of us that, um, or for me anyway, that in, enjoys that standing up and staying in conviction. Um, you know, uh, in, in um, in I guess, opposition or standing against those forces. But when you when your identity gets wrapped up in that opposition and kicking back against those things, I, a few years later, that's when I started really feeling that my health was suffering. And you brought up having emotional eating days. And then at some point, I realized how um, I'd be in the shower trying to like have arguments with myself kind of like, again, because I'd argue, I'd, I'd, I read like the Western price books to argue against my own vegetarianism to try and make sure that I was making these right decisions. So I'd be having these arguments and I could argue both sides and justify it. And at one point I was just like, this is ridiculous. This is really boring. Um, I find myself becoming really a boring person. And so then what? my first step was to go and eat things that I would never eat I would like, I had to go and heal, you know, that, 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 um, that rejection of myself, you know, I, I never really gained, I never really gained power over that part of me that would eat shit food or eat emotionally. I never gained like real resonance. And so I either had to cut it out and that was an, or that, that that was where the orthorexia, like the eating disorder of like I can't eat that or I'm going to be dirty or wrong. That's where it emerges from a lot of the Mm. time. So um, you know, within reason for me, I didn't, you know, and, and I I said I'd give myself five years to go through the process, like fully, I just plucked that out of nowhere, where I'd, I'd, sometimes I'd eat emotionally, I'd watch what happened when I went down, and I was like caring for my disabled mom in a city, Sydney, that I didn't want to be in, and yeah. see what cravings came up, and, and, I, and I just began to integrate with that past self a little bit more, and now where I'm, um, I never really had the cravings for like fast food and that kind of thing. It, it was it wasn't about that. It was about me not rejecting who I was and developing an identity based on that. And so I feel like I'm only kind of really coming through the the other side of that now and really um, understanding that emotional process and really. You so know... I'm is a, it is
0: yeah. it because um, if if I'm listening, um, you know, appropriately to what you're you're sharing, is it because we uh, are then formulating inside of ourselves in our consciousness field yet another ideology by having all those rejections. So we create another ideological persona based on all those rejections, which then, as you say, you kick, you kick off with your chair, right? And, and, and then so the ideological persona that we have created based on all the rejections has a short term energetic charge to it. And that becomes a stimulus for forward momentum. But then we start slowing down again after. And then Mm -hmm. we come up with another one, kick us off again, and then we slow again. But what you're talking about is, and and I've noticed this with uh, your approach to life and all the products that you sell, it's about going really deep and having a continuous sustained life force energy that's not stop, start, stop, start, or not fueled by like, let's say the equivalent of a sugar hit.
1: Yeah. Or like, I mean, in, in any way, like leave yourself in limbo with absolutely no dietary label or lifestyle label. Don't even say you're a flexitarian, you know, use them for a little bit here and there. I'm not saying don't because it's, they they're, they're useful. But um, just as an exercise, every now and then, don't even use a flexitarian. I kind of funnily sometimes say I'm a masonitarian, and even that, don't don't like. It's kind of funny, but just as an exercise, it's real. I feel it's really nice for everyone every now and then to just don't 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 even try. You get asked, you'd be like, I'm I'm really not sure right now, and and then you and you and you get engaged, and, and that's it. You don't have to explain yourself. Don't get on the back foot. Don't. Don't try to analyze the way you live and the way you eat. And just for for certain amount of, of times just don't use any type of label. And, and some people will be like, that's easy. And other people listening to this will be um, resisting the fact that they are still covered in chains of their own healthy lifestyle or dietary ideology. But I would argue if you are, you know, you might have your firm beliefs and, and your convictions. Um, and, and sometimes great, we just leave them, you know, there's certain things we just don't need to do. I mean, you might like, and, and if you, if you know it and you're really comfortable and there's no charge around it, no charge around it whatsoever, then wonderful. I think oh, that's a really great place to be, but there might be others where you can see you're becoming a really boring, dull person, not to everyone else, but to yourself mm-hmm. because you're, and, um, just because maybe you're missing out on the opportunity, just test yourself just go and test your edges a little bit with things you said you'd never do again. You know, things you said you'd never eat again, go and read that opposing part. Um, you know, that, that opposing opinion, because when you feel charged from like someone arguing for me or someone arguing against me, that charge you feel towards a person is really making you like, I, I feel like making you dull. We kind of took a little bit of a, a detour there <laughs> when I was like explaining the story. But I mean, well, you've, had to, you've had
0: to deal with a lot of food Nazis along the way in your journey. And it has been a great challenge for you. And what I'm uh, so grateful for is the incredible wisdom that you have just shared with us in relation to these topics, because there are some pretty serious aggressive movements going on out there and it's not pretty. Well, and, and I'm, yeah,
1: and I, I'm, I'm grateful for you asking the question because I haven't, I talk about this a little bit, but I haven't talked about it in this way ever. Um, and especially that process I talked about in integrating with that part of me that's say more like that little Mason, emotional Mason, but what's there? What's that connection? There's, there's something there. There's always something there that's, that's beautiful. And, and now I'm, I'm finding this, this celebration in food that was there, that was masked under my own you know like food addictions and and things i'll keep on looking i'll keep on you know sometimes it slips up and and other times i can catch it and be like what do i yeah what do i really what do i really want here but it's taken years and years and years of asking that question what i'm really grateful for and something that always bothered me and i'd look around and just like i'm like look at us all arguing this is a completely unprecedented time you know like the the level of abundance you know like here like a super feast you know i'm it was Taoist Chinese tonic herbs that, you know, that inspired me. And they were, it was only like a few decades ago when we really tapped back into, um, into traditional farming methods and they, uh, they resur- resurfaced and we start getting an abundance of, what's called ddow grown in their spiritual homeland just where the where the ancients said you want the best Shazandra, you grow it there you want the best ratio you grow it there with spring water with this atmospheric pressure so this mm-hmm. elevation in these kinds of valleys you know in this microclimate in this province you know that's so that like we've got access to to those like in australia and you know and that's i've i'm both very grateful to, for that and i also see the upside down backwardsness of, of that, you know, we've got access to enough food that we can be, we can be vegans. We can be fruitarian vegans. We can be um, vegans living on, you know, on like biodynamic wheat, you know, we can be a carnivore. Um, You know, you can, you can, you I can get access to wild, you know, venison here. I can get access to um, crocodile and magpie goose. I can get access to Big Macs and um you know whatever you know every the, the level of like it's the, the gratitude that and that, that it's been harrowing to me and, and i'm super grateful that we've got this time as well um where we're all toddlers in terms of discovering what's ideal to eat when you live in this kind of world you know and everyone's trying to use logic based on hunting and gathering and um, you know, what's logically, you know, now that we're in this abundance, we don't need meat and this. It's like, don't, don't, don't weigh yourself down with going into that argument and being right, right now. I really, you know, like it is, there's, there's, I, I find there's particular areas in terms of eating that have helped me kind of stay grounded. And over the time I've brought like, yes, that's an area where that's creating like slowly emerging as a foundation for me on what my, what, what is in my diet, you know, one is like, you know, there's something I just know, you know, if you, if you eat it, you know, the bacteria enjoy it. Lots of colors, lots of variety in, in terms of the, um, the food that I'm eating, and the, you know, the pigments that I'm eating. And that's just something I know works. And for me, it's like that's the part of me that's clinical. And I'm, I clinically know that that works. Then there's that part of like extreme localization, which I'm still playing around, but that's a pinnacle for me. And that can contradict the, that already you can see. The sign of true intelligence is your capacity to um, hold two opposing ideas in your mind at the same time and still function, right? And so already there's opposition between extreme localization because then that kind of brings in indigenous food factors to my bacteria have, you know, having like 60 or plus um, you know, vegetables and and, and fruits and, and various, you know, different plants. And even though you'll see the contradiction to that, having that, having like beans and legumes to like traditional diet. So we'll bring up then. I'm just going to just keep painting these contradictions to make sure it's really slippery under everyone's mind feet so that they can slip over and just enjoy the mycelial ride with me. And so, or, you know, so then we're going extreme local. So at least I'm going to get all those vegetables, extreme local. And then as I can, I can start incorporating as much indigenous food into um in, into that as possible, which then kind of falls over to you know a traditional diet, a diet that is going to be emerge from the earth based out of necessity of what's available and allowing that to, to, to bring some insight. And then we go down the train. I've got, uh, you know, I've got like probably, you know, three other foundations that are that emerging are that I'm getting ready to kind of teach out more and more, but that's over time, they contradict each other and they overlap but they also inform each other. And one there, you know, and for one of them for me that emerged just through my inquiry, I was like, wow, I, you know, I, what is that part of me? As, as a kid as well, like I really loved going and eating that, you know, that bit of fast food or that food I consider shitty. And then over a year, I go, why is it shitty? Why is it this? Why is it that? What, and what's that, what's that feeling? It's, it's there's something, it's a, it's a familiar feeling. Oh, it kind of feels like when I was in Argentina, right? Or growing up with, my, you know, my Chilean friends, and we'd be cooking heaps of meat and veggies all day over the barbecue. Um, when we were younger, all the kids would be playing. When I was in Argentina, it'd just be like, you know, like like big bottles of Malbec and just you know lots of drinking and celebration, and then everyone would feast and eat too much. And I was like, that's the similar feeling. That was like that, you know, that, that that gorging feeling, but you're gorging on the celebration of life at the same time. That's a foundation for me as well. And so as I go along, I see how much my extreme localization ideas and eating in, a, in you know in as much as traditional way you know as you know as I see um, as I see fit, while ensuring that I'm eating you know for my bacteria, ensuring that we're we're celebrating and then you know and then bringing in that like that what an Italian mama or a Greek mama can bring to the home in terms of you know the amount of um, the amount of, of love and um, you know ar- aromatic. Sensory engagement and heart medicines, you know, so on and so forth and then a pillar of ethics You know a pillar of ethics around food which you begin to develop for me You know begin to develop in a food sense when you when you kind of walk down the vegan side of things and then and then ethics Get skewed with morality and right or wrong I find and all of a sudden you just up shit creek without a paddle without an ethical paddle because you become a very unethical person when you Get into extremism of anything you become boring and you leak your essence. We will we'll talk about essence. You know, you you go into extremism and, you know, when you look over at a decades and decades period, Jing, your foundational essence with the Taoist, that is prim- that is linked by by extreme excessive identification um, with, with labels that are external. Well, I, with, love that.
0: I love that mm-hmm. because it really is a noticeable thing that whenever I have moved into that space of extremism that my energy drops because it's going somewhere and it's not staying here and I'm not living with it. It's going somewhere else. And, you know, Mm -hmm. so what am I feeding or where am I leaking it out to? And, you know, the amount of uh, polarization and extremism that is hitting the psyche of the human race at the moment with all the madness Mm -hmm. hit the world. um, You know, it's quite, interesting to see the technique that is being used to leak the life force out of the human race at the moment
1: it, yeah you nailed it you absolutely nailed it and and i feel like that's like you know where, <clears throat> where i have, like i have all those pillars they're kind of like percolating at the back and and in that ethics or ep- that ethical pillar is like being a responsible human um and that's that's it's from there where i look around and i'm like you know, I, I have to think, like you know, and, and not in wrong or right or wrong ways. I think, how responsible is it for us to be growing all these European um, or you know, what have like hybridized vegetables here in the Byron hinterland? And like, okay, well, I feel okay about that. You know, that, that that nourishes my localization, but ethically, I know I'm going in a I'm, it's, I'm going to go in a particular trajectory towards something that's really going to resonate with me. But you know, just how do you be responsible? Um, how do we be more of a responsible human? And that's where the kind of, I can see that, you know, that bit of hypocrisy in terms of having Chinese herbs available to us here um, in Australia. Nonetheless, I, I, I'm able to walk and have intelligent conversations with contradictions um, there in, in the story. And there's something about the Chinese herbs and that we have, you know, tens of thousands of people now. We have brought them into that Taoist philosophy of bringing herbalism into their life without, and um, there's something wrong and I'm sick. It's a, you know, let's like, I'm going to be responsible with my treasures, you know, my three energies here so I can live as, you know, like a long and healthy life as, as possible. That's basically it. Why? Well, then we'll get to that because that's actually entrenched in, in the languaging and it's your journey. It's non deity based. It's not about, you know, an agenda of having you act in a particular way. It's like, like become the best fucking version of yourself. And what does that mean? Well, we're going to we're going to try and just like look at what's going on and, you know on the earth and the seasons and the stars and in, in your own self and your own psychology and emotions because why? Because you can perceive it. Or we're going you know we're going to give you some tools so that you can perceive things and then make sense of them for yourself. So it's like it's like a very I like it's a very choose your own adventure. And so over the years, you know we've got Now, like many, probably hundreds of thousands of people like onto that tonic herbal path where they're they're thinking preemptively about their health and they're getting herbs in before they're sick and they can relate to tonic herbs. And there'll be a lot of people here going, okay, I've got this symptom and this disease and this extreme issue going on, which herbs do I take? That's fine. That's often your foot in the door and your entry point. And a lot of these herbs... Are used clinically, but that's not how I use them, and that's not how this this system uses them. There might be some light little problems that you don't need a clinician. It might just be like some low energy, or you know, some you know your spleen's not working well enough to disperse a little bit of you know a little bit of fluid, so you you know not digesting and getting enough chi. You know, there might be a couple of herbs you know you can try that you don't think warranted going to like a, a practitioner who's going to treat you something that's wrong and your symptoms um so yeah there might be little entry points like that but where tonic herbs do come in is they're like what's your intent what are you looking to do you know like going forth in the next few days in the next year the next 10 years 20 years what can you feel a bit nice you know and be nice to kind of just get out of bed like 20 seconds earlier so that you're on the right foot you know that's a fucking significant thing over your life if you can You know, know, what's
0: happening to me I'm experiencing lately is uh, because I've been doing uh, a lot of inner work lately and I'm really hitting the, I wanted to get into the causal uh, realms, you know, or planes, uh, rather than always just focusing on the symptomatic, on the external, which is, you know, at the end of the process, basically, like you said, Mm. you know, uh, just a moment ago. So by hitting these really deep emotional wounds. Uh, and, and 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 you know, and deep diving, I'm finding that you know, here's a wound I've discovered, and I'm looking at this wound, and then I came to realize that you know, you hit that pain. Do I turn around and come back because I'm not strong enough, courageous enough, or you know, I'm I've just got that much of a you know distorted ego going on that you know I I, I can't be wrong. This can't be what I have to do, and you know, you bounce back in, or do you actually identify? and then be courageous enough to face yourself and to face that Mm. wound and that hurt. Because I found that if I'm willing to actually embrace my wound and then move through the pain and, and use the pain to be the messenger that's going to tell me all about the alchemical process that I need to actually enter into. And then by doing that, I found on the other side of that wound is the authentic me that's waiting there with all these fabulous skills and wisdom and knowledge and ability and, uh, and it's just been this really magical process that, I, that like, just, I am now, every time I see something about myself, every time someone says something about me, what we would be perceived as in a negative way, I get so freaking excited because it's an opportunity for me to look at myself and work with myself. You know what I mean? And I'm finding I'm mm-hmm. setting the alarm and I'm always waking up five, 10 minutes before the alarm was supposed to go off naturally every day. Mm. Mm.
1: So what you've just described there, especially is what you've embodied is there's a vision and a bird's eye view and intent you have for your life and your experience. Therefore that can, and it's harder times, especially when things come up, but you're able to take on uh, you know, a personal trajectory forward. Right? So it's that same, just say you didn't have that and some problems go up and your only option was to go and, seek um her, you know, like help from a practitioner whether you know psychological help acupuncture you know go and see a naturopath you know go like you know go and see a physio whatever the problems are when that's your when that's our only problem you're stuck down in the muck of the problem so only, all, all you're seeing is um is issues and and so you stay in a patient mentality and when you're when you're nothing but a patient because and bear with me because i like i had this Rewind and become a little bit more of a patient. Sometimes, you know, that was me. I was too much flying, flying high. So let's just go back. For so when you when you're there, you you can't maintain. um, Remember what I was saying when I was like a little puppy when I first dropped into my body and I got really excited about what's possible. Now that level of energy and motivation, that's not sustainable for me to maintain at all times during all seasons. But nonetheless. I sit here, um, you know, with, you know, 12 years since that experience, and I can still feel very, you know, grounded, humble way. I'm like, i got a vision for where I'd like to be at 80. You know, that's, you know, that's, and I'm, I'm not attached to it. And liver time, springtime is when you can, you know, adjust your vision. But nonetheless, I can feel the trajectory. And because I've got that vision, even when things come up, like I got something like coming up, just like this sudden inflammation that just came out of nowhere. For my shoulder but because i'm not stuck down just in problem patient things you know cause and effect but i maintain like i maintain my vision it doesn't doesn't i just i just didn't like i'm like okay cool you just notice it and you go that's what we're doing with now can i can i main can i um you know move through this um on my own accord with my own practice and you know with my own little remedies and you know and still keep an eye on where I'm going no matter what and for this time I went oh you know I wouldn't mind getting a little bit of an osteo kind of like osteo getting in there I'm quite interested mm-hmm. but in that interest and I was like oh, I'm going to be a patient you know I'm going to let them kind of like diagnose me but they're they're them holding on which is what I want them to do on the hold on, bring me down but it doesn't bring me down enough that I don't lose track of just you know the the joy that I have for being in this body and the appreciation I have in this body and therefore where I want to take it in the future when I'm 80 and 90 and 100 years old and, and that mentality that's the mentality of the these tonic herbs and and quite often we get people onto the tonic herbs and they you know they might they might take them for you know they might take them for a few years and then they might decide they want to you know start studying like the herbs that are here in Australia and then something might happen in their life, like some heartbreak and they'll remember what reishi mushroom did for them at that point. And we'll remember that these herbs are rising back up, you know, as we, we have a superpopulated, um, you know, this, like, you know, these superpopulation numbers, um, you know, that are just ex- continuing to explode and therefore um, you know, you say, well, maybe, you know, that's right. It's like a herb like reishi mushroom that the Taoist considered the number one herb. In the first materia medica over 2000 years ago and they depict in their depictions of us living in our own heaven reishi was always there like maybe reishi's coming back you know with a vengeance to be here as a companion as an ally as a fungal ally and um, so and you go well okay so and so you, you you ebb and flow with your usage and then during your heartbreak you might go and get grounded take reishi mushroom and it might support your and nourish your heart through that experience and so you kind of go. You, I'm just giving you a little bit of a long form of what people experience. You know, you get on the herbs. Maybe they're a bit tired. You know, I remember mm. when I sent you the Jing yeah, formula for the exactly. first time, you know, it was just like it wasn't that much of a complaint. You'd gotten yourself through through the the um, the thick of um, your your fatigue, but it was just like okay, there's still some you know screws to tighten or a little uh, more you know appropriately a little bit more battery to charge, right? And so the kidneys are the battery, and you were perhaps still only had a capacity to charge them to a particular point and the rest was dormant and you're working on with your lifestyle to open up that part of your battery and your kidneys which is you know your, your, your it's the seed of your, your life your life force in the Taoist um, perspective it's the foundations it's your you know it's potential it's your genetic potential it's your libido it's your um, it's, it's like your knee strength and lower back strength and power and all these things, but it's your battery pack, right? And you don't have the battery pack. You're not moving this thing. You know, you, it's, you, you, are dead without the battery. And that's what happens. We leak our Jing essence. We are born with a certain amount, people burn it at both ends, um, or go through experiences and it depletes that battery. And then people are holding on at 50 and 60, but there's only a little bit left. So everyone starts degenerating and thank God we have drugs and surgery to keep us alive with that much jing. So we have this like epic quality of life. Like, but what, what, you know, you experienced when I came out with the jing herb blend, you know, like oh, it's fantastic. Just like going, okay, yeah. And that was just, you know, that was a little bit of like a, oh, wow, great. You know, it's, it's kind of like great. Something worked, jing herbs work, work for everyone in the West cause everyone's exhausted. Yeah. Um, be you know oh wow, a little bit more charge you worked with the herbs for a certain amount of time you know like the jing formula for a certain amount of time everything you know the deer antler is another really great jing um jing, jing formula and you you worked and you experienced yourself building back that jing essence and then because you built back your jing essence to a certain extent as you had done many times before mm-hmm. you had an experience of your own sovereign capacity to not need external things solely. Don't get me wrong, I love having a coffee when I, like sometimes when I need it, like I, I consciously want to pick me up. But I know it's like an 80% you know, of my capacity comes from, I can live in a particular way, I can do particular things, and I can build back that foundational energy that is not that kickback. back, boom. The same with coffee, coffee's kick, bang, gives you an explosion. I'm like, I'm here, I'm going to stand against the tyrannies of the world and that's who I am and you will never stop it. Bang! Kick! You know, and it's like you go so far, but developing your own jing, you know, not relying on external identity, but having the capacity to really like, um, you know, sit within your own body and bridge your mind and your and your body so your soul can come and like, your spirit can really express itself. We'll get to what I mean by that in context of Taoism as we get to Shen to the third treasure that's when you become self-perpetuating you don't need external energy you can have it but you don't need it i don't need a label in order to know who i am on this journey i can have it but i don't need it so that's what jing is all about and so you took jing herbs and that's you know the the, you know you're tired or you're exhausted means you're, you're leaking jing with your lifestyle you know generally you're going through crazy experiences you know, you're probably flying all over the universe, and your body's just like, "Fuck, man! All right, this is this is tough." You know, like yeah, <laughs> and so okay. which, it's legit. You see it in the in the plant medicine circles. You know, when I kind of was there years ago now, but you know, the, the level of adrenal exhaustion and the, the amount of times I saw Jing, you know, Jing herbs with some simple lifestyle changes, of course, simple lifestyle changes. Jing preserve the battery. Really respect that that living season of that happens every day of extreme yin of sleep you know think about it as much as you think about that you know that high noon time or that morning time you know that, that's that's huge that'll that'll transform your whole life you know just like eating appropriately based on you know seasonality okay you know that's another pillar of, you know, you know eating like a Taoist. you know seasonality what are the organs doing at the moment? Just so I give you another little pillar there so you can see the complexity that is, I'm trying to like put together, that comes together and all the interplaying there of what's going to inform what I'm eating. And people are like, what do you eat? And I'm like, I, I, I don't know how to explain it. And I'm just, I'm trying to figure it out. Um, but you worked with that Jing for a while. And then, you know, that was just an extra little like, wow, I can I can generate that energy and I can generate that that battery in the pack. And even though, say, I'm not sure where you're at right now, but just say today, you, you, let's just say you've been ignoring the fact that you need lots of sleep and burning it at both ends. Nothing's ever going to take away the fact that you remember that time when you really kind of like honed in and you restored. So no one can, whether you take action again, it, you're more likely to because you had the experience of building back your energy. And you could do it, of course, as you know, without Jing Herbs. Because the the tonic herbs aren't meant to be like drugs that cause dependencies, right? They're not, you know, they're not meant to be like herbs to boost the immune system and create a dependency when you get into a season when it's cold and the flu season, you know, that you have to boost at that point in order to like not, you know, to not get that cold and flu. I love immune boosters, but you can see the reliance that everyone will, um, you know, will, um, will form with, with and I'm not saying I'm, you know, like perfect and never getting sick and all that. I, I really, I'll take myself off the pedestal. Like first thing I'm like, you know, I, I hate idealism. I hate idealism. So like so much in the, in the health world and, and people thinking, making assumptions, not maybe, not this crew, And it doesn't really happen to me as much. I'm just using myself as an example here. Just say there is like a, you know, wow, Mason must be like so healthy and like, just like rising at, you know, with the sunrise and springing out of bed and then really respecting his sleep because he's talking about it. He must be an expert on it. Absolutely not. Like, absolutely not. I'm on my own little trip and I've got my own, like what I consider extreme little dysfunctions going on and, and I'm dealing with shit and I probably need therapy. And, you know, like I, <laughs> and I really, my practice is like, you know, probably like, you know, it's great. And you're, and you're
0: a dad and you've had sleepless and nights I'm, and you've woken up really tired dad. and worn out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just, I think it's fun. I don't I, I don't want to celebrate, you know, dysfunction as a concept, um, but when the dysfunction and the desire to find harmony can come together and they can amalgamate into whatever it is you want to, you know, give, you know, that's just life. Yeah, that's just, I just make sure that everyone's really onto that and onto if you're a healthy person, you know, make sure you're not putting pressure on yourself to project that at all times and maintain that mantle. That's called, um, Getting lost, um, or identify with you know getting lost in your stage identity. You know what I mean? Mm. Getting lost in the in, in the in the biggest example is the Instagram stage identity. Just watch that, everyone. Just watch your what's your stage identity that you project out there and your performance when you you emerge out into the into the world as like a healthy thing that's been doing this diet for like all you know for the last couple of months, and then all of a sudden the pressure comes on to maintain this new glow, this new, you know, you've entered into the glitterati of the healthy people. I've got, therefore, i got, i got
0: some, you, i got some people that, uh, that, um, you know, uh, will come on and they say, Oh, George, you know, came on the webinar the other day and he looked terrible He'd, and, he, you know, and then it's just all this judgment and all this, just because I wasn't, you know, my usual standard glowy self. It's, it's yeah. not human. It's not real for someone to be, there's going to be days and there's going to be weeks where all of us don't feel well, you know, and sometimes we still need to front up and it's really amazing how many people just sitting there like a cat waiting to pounce to cast that judgment, mm. to cast that persecution and that ridicule upon anybody like you and I who are putting ourselves out there courageously And you know it's our life path as well, so there's that responsibility and obligation. But it really is amazing how many people just want to jump on it straight away because by them tearing you down, they somehow illusion, illusionarily, illusion, illusionally, it's the illusion, Mm. yeah. They Mm. lift themselves up, and then temporarily they feel better about themselves. Really, quite amazing how uh, that occurs. So I find uh, that it's okay for people like uh, yourself and everybody, all of you who's watching this and listening to this, you're going to have days when you're in a deep process and you're not going to feel well and you're not going to look well. And you know what? That's totally okay.
1: <laughs> it's normal. It is totally okay. Um, I mean, acknowledging for me, like when I, when I feel that judgment and I, you know, i I've, I've, I've realized over the years I've got like, I'm, when I when I project that towards someone else, and I'm like, and, I'm, and I look at them, I'm upset that they're still flogging that same ideological horse, and they're starting to deteriorate in the way they look, and and I'm looking at them, and I can feel myself kind of like, you know, I might feel sorry for them, or I might be, it might be a little bit more sinister, and I'm like, ah, oh, great, it's all all the cracks are showing now, mm. it's it, it's all a reflection of just how intensely I judge myself when it comes to the way that I live and mm. the expectation that I put on myself that's me and, and, and obviously that's that's a very you know it took a long time for me to really accept that and that's a surface realization and it goes deeper in terms of um, how I expect myself you know to conduct myself the glass ceiling that that puts on me finding more authentic ways of expressing and you know it, it goes down and shows the roots of the way I, the way I will react to people who are really closest to me because I'm trying to, you know, maintain this standard. And if they see a crack of the real me, that might be a little bit dysfunctional. I want to close that straight away. This is like, that's for me where it's like, where it's coming from. And so just, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'd like, and, and I don't mean to just be like, you know, be gentle on yourself and, you know, everyone screws up and it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. But just stay you know like in in terms of your diet stay very engaged like in you know very very engaged with where things aren't going so well and discuss them you know it's a, you know you like you know as you say, as you just said you're like you know it's real this is happening to me and this is happening to me and I might be talking about these concepts um but the more you can you know it's it's it seems counterintuitive to t- at times in this Instagram world and the marketing world to you know, reveal shitty parts of yourself. You know, for me to reveal, you know, to me, re- like, you know, for ages ago, it was unheard of me thinking like revealing myself drinking a beer on Instagram. You know, I'm not a bartender and ski instructor. It was a part of myself I definitely needed to integrate with. But, you know, nonetheless, um, you know, it's where you see the, the Instagram doing it in a really funny, kind of just shitty way, of like hashtag authentic. I'm going to share like an authentic part of myself going, No, no, no. We don't have to let's let's stop stating and trying to give context to this counter culture part of ourselves of countering our own culture of what we're projecting. Don't justify it. Just show it. Just like this is what I've like just just show them. You know, yeah. I'm like this is coming up in my body, um, and I just I I can't shift it. And I'm really interested. You know, I'm really interested. What I love about my community.
0: Well, yeah, what I love about my community is I could turn up to a webinar and say, you know, I feel not so good today, having a rough time, churning some powerful internal stuff, and I might look a bit crappy, you know, but we're there and we do the webinars. And, you know, sometimes when you're down and out, that's when some of the best stuff comes out because you're raw, you're vulnerable, you're getting real with yourself, you're digging in there and you're opening up areas that weren't open Mm. before so you know i i find it's important not to worry about keeping up appearances and wearing that mask take it off be raw be real be honest allow yourself just to be so you know genuine and and i think that's that's what people are looking for they want they don't want keeping up appearances anymore. Most people who are coming back to what's real and what's natural within themselves, they need an ecosystem and they need people to be raw and to be real. It's, you know, the days, the days of 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 personas and masks, you know, okay, the bulk of the world's population is still in that space. But for those who have, you know, I consider really, okay, on the path and we've been seeking and searching and the old truth seeker thing. We've moved beyond all of that. Now we're going so deep into ourselves that we're naturally resonating and looking. It's like this—you um, know—we're finding home within ourselves. We're coming back home to what is natural and real and balanced and and you know genuine love. So we want to see that in our ecosystems. We want an ecosystem around us that is also that. And then there's this beautiful relationship and you get this energy of to and fro and it becomes very sustainable and we feel supported and we feel loved and we're not feeling like we're being judged and persecuted and accused of all these things. And I just love the fact that your community is heading in that direction. My community is heading in that direction. And so many Mm -hmm. more people that I'm seeing now who have broken through those old fashioned molds. It's like we've cracked you know, that that porcelain glaze of those uh, ideological ego constructs steeped in ideology for so long and all the extremism that came with that. So I'm, Dude, I'm, I'm very excited about where we're all headed.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm excited that you prefaced all of what you just said earlier with you enjoy it when you get a judgment thrown at you because it yeah. gives you an opportunity. was that, that was a guy who used to, you know, what I would have said back then, troll me like back in the day when I was like, kind of come towards the ends of my like raw vegan basically days you know or just at least like a full like plant-based raw foodist is I'd have a guy who'd yeah kind of just like comment my stuff and call me out and I had a really good friend I'd talk about it and I'd be like oh, you know like some of his points I get but I'm not backing down and you know? I know that I'm I can and I could just you know internally justify every argument and she was like you know this guy's just great you know he's, he's sharpening your pencil so. and it just it was just like it was just a pivotal you know Isabella you know Isabella Adrian and Isabella um shout out to pure you know pure heart mists oh um, absolutely yeah so and then from that moment it, I feel like it changed my whole life you know this having coming at it from the angle of um sharpening the pencil because I started to let it in I don't like the attitude of like screw judgment don't let anyone judge you just go after your dreams um because there's an extent of that when it's time not to listen and charge ahead. Um, but, you know, a lot of the time, if it's sustainable for where you're at, to to listen to the critiques, um, to get to that point of where it's water for it ducks back, I feel like that's what the Taoists are really talking about, you know, when they talked about having such a strong um, sense of um, personal projection, because your lifestyle's you know, with the seasons, you know, you're resting at night, you're resting in winter, you're up in the morning, you're up in summer, you know, in, you know, in autumn, you're starting to, you know, you know, starting to let go and you know, that, you know, you're starting to let go of the, the tension and baggage and you mourn it and you grieve it so that, those emotions can descend from the lungs to the kidneys to then be cultivated and distilled into wisdom and so that then you learn in the wisdom in the kidneys and then as you get to springtime you know you've actually got um you've got something you've got reconnaissance that then goes to the general that is the liver and then he can go and take that and form new actions and create new visions based on everything that's happened before in the year and so that then gives you the capacity to move forth into the heart of summer where you're really at that time of shen when the heart's expressing itself and you um and you develop that that virtuous nature of yourself. You develop your you you develop your shen. That's the third treasure. The most we've talked about Jing. And then the second treasure is our chi. So the Jing's the battery, whack that in. All of a sudden you've got some power in the body. Then what That's happens what you, most-
0: most people will be familiar with the, um, sorry for the noise. Most people will be familiar with the chi. Most people have heard of that.
1: Well, Qi, no, people will be familiar with chi as the idea is universal energy and everything made of chi, which is one it is, that is That's true. what I mean. It's
0: like the label. Most people are familiar with that label.
1: Definitely. Definitely the label. But it's the hardest treasure for them to get their heads around. Because if I'm telling you, if you're exhausted, you're jing deficient. You need, you know, like that's like jing herbs sleep appropriately live in seasons then you have power in your battery when you clock in that battery to the body all of a sudden the chi that we're talking about as a treasure And remember the treasures are our the, the three fundamental energies that make up everything but in our human-centric conversation right now that make up the body everything can come down to your life comes down to jing chi and shen and if you have the desire to cultivate life and it's not just a more's better kind of mentality. You need to be like in flow and watch the flow of um, of you know the harmonious yin-yang transformation as you move along through the seasons and through seasons of life. If you can stay in harmony, then you can cultivate to the best of your ability, your treasures. And so you can cultivate more physical capacity and potential. And that's your jing. Then you plug the batteries in and then qi as a treasure is that it's all of a sudden you're animated right so things can things can move and things can move through this dimension right so we've got the movement of thought and the movement of emotions right that's our chi is a treasure and it's coming through our spleen and our lung through the air that we're breathing and the food that we're eating you know the air we're breathing food that we're eating every single day We we cultivate chi, electromagnetic charge through the spleen, through the lungs, and then that goes and flows down through the major organs and literally imbues them with um, not an electromagnetic um, energy that's like say coming just coming through the lights or connecting us here. It's that you know it's it's that intelligent um, organizing Mm -hmm. electromagnetic energy that is the fabric of the universe that's concentrated in our in our body, and so that's also that chi energy is our. Um, our, our our surface immunity so it's our capacity to have um to 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 ward off invasion and stay strong within ourselves so, you know it's like that that force field of chi and that comes that comes from a chop wood carry water lifestyle right a lifestyle where you're not leaking your jing right you know because you know if you're if you're, if you're leaking jing you you don't you know you, how are you going to have chi if you don't have a battery animating you to begin with right but if you if you've got one of those strong constitutions that doesn't get tired but you you know you you chest breathing you're eating you're eating poorly you're not drinking good water you know maybe not sunbathing and charging yourself up you're going to be flat you're not going to have the spark in the machine and you won't be cultivating a literal charge of Qi electromagnetic energy in particular areas of your vital vital organs so that you can keep them going. And the more qi, 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 qi that you use, the less you have to draw on or you can cultivate is the less you need to draw on your Jing energy to get through the day to day, right? People don't have the qi to get through day to day, so they draw on their battery that is literally keeping them alive. And that's why we see an, um, an, an epidemic. No, we see a pandemic of people degenerating early, 50, 60, 70, 80, and no one gives a shit. No one gives a shit on an institutional level, mm-hmm. right? This is where I have fun being in resistance. You get me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, so, the
0: one thing for sure, uh, Mason, is because of the nature of the universe, we actually live in a delicious paradox. So, walking between those two, you know, worlds is what we're supposed to do in this universe, anyway. So I'm all for it.
1: <laughs> oh man, absolutely! I, I love it. You've got to be cheeky. It is like, um, and that's just, that's sustainable because otherwise you get too boring in the other way. So that chi energy, that's the chop wood carry water. You know, it's just like eat appropriately for you. And I don't know what that is, but that's from a Taoist perspective. You just if you just go down that classical. You know, pr- remember the classical um, Chinese medicine. I'm not talking about the the new the new Chinese medicine that's based on Western pathology. That is a completely different form of medicine that everyone is practicing. In oh, I'm the- so
0: glad that you are really reiterating that point. It is yeah. so 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 important because people go and they do natural health naturopathy they go and you know in today's world and they go try, you know study chinese medicine in today's world by go into an institution and all that and you're right the version they're learning has been totally hijacked
1: it's been it's been completely hijacked um, it's been completely in, in you know, in one my way. I mean, I I like getting emotional about it because I'm not an acupuncturist. I don't need to defend it or anything like that. I'm a fan of acupuncture and a fan of Chinese medicine. I'm a fan of Taoism, and as someone waving the flag and having a right to have access to it and access to something which I think that I'm getting because it's it's fake in the sense that everyone thinks they're going and practicing oh traditional Chinese medicine amazing, and then they're giving you symptomology that's based on. Like and the best book for you to read about it is I don't know if I got it here is um by Rhonda Chang Rhonda Chang Chinese medicine masquerading as E Y I and she she delves into it I had her on my podcast recently but I've been I've been it's been shitting me for a long time I'm lucky to have a classical um acupuncturist um, here where I am um versus the traditional fake Chinese medicine which is based on pathology acknowledging western diagnosis which as soon as you it's like it's fine it's it, it it may be its own valid form of chinese medicine but acknowledge that it's new acknowledge that it's not actually chinese medicine it's always been because you're talking you know you, you, you're talking about diabetes you are giving diagnosis um that's outside of diagnosing of yin yang xing. Which is the five elements so you know if you go into into how it was classically getting to the root of what is going on you need to go into the dream time into the you know into the into that to that drag and imaginal realm where it is all a yin yang transformation cycle consistently running through the body and around you and especially highlighted by the five elemental or elemental is a bad translation but the five organ systems of heart, spleen, lung, kidneys liver and the different characteristics of yin yang transformation and there being a blockage or a hiccup in the transformation cycle and that is classically the only thing that can get you down to a root cause and so when you see people classifying symptoms and creating you know you give this formula for this symptom in Chinese medicine all of a sudden you've completely westernized it and you completely have gone outside of what that what that classical Chinese medicine is and um you go and read that book it'll 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 show you it'll blow any argument out of the water of anyone trying to justify um people calling traditional Chinese medicine the way that it's always been but it's just a little bit better it's it's, it's not that is such an egoic claim it's a it's different but it's it's um it's in its infancy as a medicine and so people need to realize that because they make judgments and it's and it's, um, it's like this little, um, ah, it's just, it's, they're patronizing towards it. The West are patronizing. You know, someone has cancer. Well, an acupuncturist gets told someone has cancer. They need to send them away to, China, to, to Western medicine. You're not allowed to treat it. And when you think about how, you know, old China, classical Chinese medicine is, that is an absolute insult, right? Just because... Mao Zedong and his party, Communist Party, wanted to colonize Chinese medicine. So that's the way Rhonda puts it. They self-colonized and commodified it so they could pump out. Read the textbook, all right. That symptom, damp heat. Okay, what do I do for damp heat coming out of liver? I use this formula, boom. And you know, and along with Western diagnosis and all these other kinds of things and acknowledging Western symptomology, which has no place because then you're out of the dreaming. You're literally out of the foundations of what that is. So it's yeah. an absolute insult and abomination for people to, to go forward under that guise. And it's, and it's representative. Um, it's, it represents the... Um, the bastardization of many things or not even that just admit you're wrong and admit you're a new medicine and stumble and just be okay with that and be like, you know, I'm, you know, and just acknowledge it and acknowledge the, the beautiful people that have actually been, you know, gone back and studied the classics, right? That are thousands of years old and acknowledge that you don't and just, just do it. It's like we were talking about, if you're not doing very well, you know, and a day just fucking just call it out yeah and maybe I can adjust, adjust this and you know I went really I, I, I know I said a few years ago that this was the only way forward and I'm starting to reevaluate that and that's my right, and I apologize that I went too hard and that if, if we could have that level of virtue, which is not possible when you come at it from a TCM perspective, because you cut the spirit out, you cut the, you cut the nature of like what a human is, you know is this bridge What, between, what do you mean by TCM um,
0: perspective?
1: The new TCM perspective, where they, you cut spirit out, you cut the fact out that you know through you know through each organ system, if we're out of harmony. In oh, the, new, in new the TCM
0: meaning new traditional Chinese medicine, which is not yeah. traditional.
1: <laughs> no, which is yeah, which is rather uh, classical is what I'll refer to as that. Um, you know, well, what the the proper like from what I'm learning from Rhonda E Y I that's that, that's that, that's the, that's the only word that can really, you know, medicine doesn't really, um, encapsulate it, but that's, that's what, you know, that's, what's been practiced for thousands and thousands of years and which isn't, um, which isn't been now, but when you are in a, let's fix it and let's give you this and get rid of this symptom, you are ignoring the fact that the whole premise of this medicine is staying in a, in a harmonious step and walking in the seasonality of your your day, your week, your season. Um, and you can't cut the, the, clinical, the way that you work clinically with the way that you live. And so straight away, you can see how all of a sudden practitioners are giving themselves the capacity to make money even though people stay sick because they, I fixed the symptom and how cool am I, you know, because I did it, give me accolades and awards and look at this degree on my wall. It, it, I, see I'm super legitimate but they have cut away the the nature of you know like they try a lot of people are trying don't get me wrong I'm not slamming like uh, most acupuncturists practicing this they and um, people who are fans of Chinese medicine get that there's something wrong but they don't get the fact that it is a black and white issue if there's a I, new Chinese medicine and an old one
0: I, I feel it's, so, part, it's part also of the um, one of the big processes that are happening to the human race at the moment is the imposition you know i'm going to come back to some of my languaging and concepts um which are identical just presented differently so back to um the imposition of technical intelligence which really is uh very much a reductionist model into the materialistic so when we l- look this from a um Aramanic or theosophical perspective uh for, for, yeah so let's say the uh theosophical approach the languaging that they use is it is the ossification of the oh, yeah. human race and yeah, sure. the processes. Yeah, so you get, you know, and ossification is almost like a petrification. It is just really that hardening and that down to base mechanical, chemical processes. And like you said, the whole dreaming, the, you know, what the originates call the dreaming or what every other culture calls, you know, that that background, you uh, um, it's that like that field of unity it's that unified field is you know even einstein you know was was looking for it too and 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 honestly i think bohms work b-o-h-m you're looking at that gentleman my goodness you know beautiful beautiful work when you start getting into the quantum realm through physics so you know it, it, it's like this big journey into ossification and so many people are bouncing that out of that and coming back to the dreaming and I really love what's mm-hmm. going on there, but really interesting to see what has happened to the new TCM, new traditional Chinese medicine, um, is the ossification process by subjugating it and hijacking it.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's, um, it's, it's, it's ossification, you're right, and that's what happens to something when it gets old, right? That's what happens to the bones when it gets old and it starts to g- degenerate. Um, it's a colonization, right it's a commodification and um and i don't even like, you know as much i you can tell i really like talking about it um my practice there is to look at it and you know see where how i can get to a point where i don't necessarily feel that much charge ultimately i can walk away from i like the charge in this conversation because i need charge at times hmm. but for me to be able to walk away and i don't wonder if it ducks back feeling you know like, i actually don't i don't it's i don't see it as much as I did even like a couple of months ago as a right and wrong. Um, you know, whereas like a part of my whole identity before that was like finding, the things that have been bastardized and being the knight in shining armor that came and informed
0: everybody about And we'd it. walk around with the charge constantly, you know. But what I'm, I'm, I'm also in that space with you now. Well, let's, let's open up that space. Let's dive in. Let's get all passionate, express what we need to express, bounce around, and then step back out. And then that charge stays. There. It's like we're not walking around with it all the time.
1: No, and it's a very important point. And it's just, that's even a great distinction for me. I mean, I'm sure everyone knows this. I don't know, like, but maybe not. Like, I, this is where I learn a lot of the times, you know, like, like you know, where people, a lot of people like like yourself, you know, like we learn so much having these conversations. Like the level of distinction around that. You know, I remember when I was teaching yoga, not being able to leave that charge. And it's because I couldn't leave the identity. That's it.
0: <laughs> the charge <laughs> is the identity. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's, it, that's it. Like, boom, you know, like there's like light bulbs going off. Yeah. Um, and that's what Qi is, you know. Qi goes in and, you know, makes sure that we turn the light bulbs on. Jing's the potential for it. But so from there, like basically what happens is we come back to like a more of a, you know, Taoism and and that and and classical Chinese medicine a little bit more boring in that sense because you're not going to get this big, um, say, Western equivalent of putting the scalpel to the body and pulling out an appendix, but she's going to blow. i just throwing it at everyone, popping <laughs> you. And then despite the fact that that person just had surgery, you're like, off oh, your pop, you little scallywag. I just took a vital organ out of you. And now I'm not going to address your lifestyle. And you're, you're just unlucky. What can I say? You were just unlucky. That's kind of like, you know, the equivalent that you start to, you, you take out that right and it's a bit more boring as a practitioner or not really not internally not on a you know not on the level of who you are as an as an infinite being i find in the sense that you you, you don't necessarily you get to stop the disease hopefully
0: well right? here's an example for me you brought up the appendix okay so here i am and my appendix was li- literally doing this right cramping and twitching. And I'm like, oh, that, you know, I'm like, that's pretty full on. And um, it lasted for a day and a half. It was the lead up to a a session I was going to do by magnetic session with my friend, Michelle. So, you know, I said to her, you know, I'm on the table and, and she straight away, she goes and puts a magnet straight on there. And what came up was pride. Now I had no idea that pride and the appendix are actually Connected, <laughs> you know. So mm-hmm. by me going into my pride issues, learning how to be proud without the pride, you know what I mean. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and that beautiful balance. So by hitting that and and really facing that that wound again, which the wound is what creates the it's that charge. It creates the ecosystem for the disease to appear in the physical. So again, it's at the end of the sentence. But going to the Causal planes going into that wound and hitting that emotional wound and seeing those aspects of me and then journeying through my multidimensionality, you know, and all the previous lives and it's not just the pride of this lifetime but the pride of my being, yeah. Mm. And 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 looking at me, all of me, and allowing me to actually lay there and allow all that pride and my goodness, Mason, to see all of the destruction that I embarked upon because of pride. Mm. Self-destruction and external dis- destruction, amazing. So, and then it went away, and the twitches haven't come back, and I've got no issue with my appendix. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's kind of like it, it's, I, most people would have gone to the hospital, you know, and would have ended up with a scalpel, cutting them open and the organ being removed. But that's not always necessary. Mm.
1: No, not, not always. I, I don't even know. Like sometimes, yeah, if you've left it to that's the whole point of this medicine, of modern medicine, if you've left it to a point where it's too late and if you haven't inquired earlier and maybe you don't have the level of skill that you have to do that and faith in yourself, that's why that medicine's there to catch you. Yeah. And then you better you better hope that you get a wake-up call after you, after you get that, you know, that opportunity. And that's why, that's why all the drugs and surgery are there. You know, you just got to be careful because it's easy to get on drugs, but it's not easy to get off them,
0: right? So where does uh, Shen come in now?
1: So with the strong foundations of Jing, strong um you know where we're able to live that like chop wood carry water lifestyle where we're just like kind of in the seasons we're eating appropriately you know we're you know we're we're, we're nice deep breathing so meaning we're not living like a like a stressful life we kind of got more of that animal vibe to us there where we can like you know we can be slightly aware And if trouble comes we're on but we can just like then just like slump and i was talking about with like um a woman I, um, I coach. I don't offer coaching. I've just been, she's just been with me for like four years. <laughs> so just in case anyone writes to me, I don't yeah. do coaching. But yeah. I was, this woman I coached, I was talking to her this morning about just like watching dogs and just how they're just like, you know, they'll just fall somewhere and there'll be like a nail j- like jutting into their chest and then there'll be this like metal beam going up into their stomach and they'll just be like, ah, and they'll just like soften and then just so like, whatever, I might be exaggerating, but they're just sleeping in these, like on this hard surface and, um, these, these, these uncomfortable positions, it's just indicative of their ability to, you know, you know, from, you know I'll personify it more in a human perspective, you know, just consistently able to like, you know, drop into your body, feel an emotion all day, all like, all, like you know, let the emotional move on as you kind of experience your pride. Can I just,
0: just for a moment because uh, I did an interview uh, with a gentleman called Jim Granger prior to this one and and we call it getting floppy you're like we're gonna get all floppy with ourselves <laughs> yeah, I,
1: like I like it and not and that's a good flop. that's a good floppy that's different from the floppy that i talk about people getting having floppy white bread western immune systems
2: <laughs>
1: get floppy that's it and so if you can be in that state your emotions are moving your cheese moving you're vital you're not overextending yourself then the nature of what happens is our shen is the third treasure and for the Taoist, the most important treasure, and it's like loosely translated, there's elements of mind, because when and you know when but that's just because the mind is that is a bit of a crossover of bringing through consciousness or spirit or you know, soul or whatever, you know your virtuous self, yourself that has the capacity to become wise and learn from experiences and integrate experiences. Um, experience and experience and then take that forth and allow you know a, a, a virtuous nature that is natural to come forth you know forgi- um you know forgive forgiving um gratitude um you know f- feeling an intrinsic love for you know for those around you having a sense of um empathy you know but you know like shen is the the what they've observed you know is that as we know those natural those elements that can naturally develop if you are a human who is especially in you know making sure that you aren't flogging yourself in sacrifice for something, which is will deplete your jing, and make sure that you are you know just you you know eating appropriately, drinking appropriately, you know and you want it like charging in the sun, and, you know, making sure that you're not tweaked out in your nervous system. So you've got that chi. So then you've got the energy over the decades to continue to become more and more of a of a really you know for, for your own internal self really functional. So the mind can become calm, right? So the, the Shen emerges from the heart. It's you know, it's as we know and we all feel. So you felt it. This is new terminology. Everyone's felt it, right? Everything that we've talked about today. I just like to remind that because sometimes new terminology, you're like, hmm, something new. It's not new. Well, <laughs> of course not.
0: Um, so I have a question for you because it's like um, there's something I remember from a previous time in uh, the area of the world we call Egypt call it previous lives that I've had there and I've got this knowledge uh, inherently in my being that I haven't read it anywhere haven't seen it anywhere but I just want to see how it equates with the Taoist model because I feel there is a link okay so what I want to uh share with you is some hidden knowledge from the westernized sort of model that's come out of the Uh, The ancient Egyptian sort of uh, teachings and so when you look at the three pyramids okay of Orion's belt and which is the three pyramids of Giza's Orion the Orion you know star system laid out on the ground the Giza plateau and Cirrus and a few others right Mm. it also magically and, and also another part of the world, Teotihuacan, has got exactly the same thing going on with the same mathematical construct of its, you know, temple structures and pyramids. So there's something there which is really interesting, but here's the bit that I remember, and it's kind of like the three main figures of the pantheon of ancient Egypt is Osiris, everybody's familiar with Osiris, and there's so- uh, Thoth, and then there's Seth. So you've got osiris thoth and seth and if we look at the three pyramids each one represents each one and that's the three we're talking about the jing and the chi and the chen chen yeah and and then you know this is a really interesting thing it also is a these are all metaphorical two um representations of the three brains so we've got the, 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 the head brain and then off a little bit, we've got the heart brain and then bringing it back to the gut brain. So here you've got the layout of the three pyramids in relation to the human construct. Mm. This is the Thoth energy, mind, consciousness. Here is the Osiris energy, the heart. And here is the consumeristic energy, the material, the Seth energy. Mm. So Mm. is there a correlation to what you have shared in the Taoist at all?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you think about the fact that um, I I also equate the qi to being that upper um, center, dantian. even though mind is associated with shen and our spirit, it's because a, a monkey mind and a chatty mind will be the number one element to cease the, the heart's capacity to express its spirit, which is when, when the yin and yang is transforming through the fire of the heart, right? And so it's got the quality of fire. It's very yang. And you know when, when all the other organs are working in harmony, and then we can have that smooth transformation cycle between yin and yang. And so it's pulsating and it's like energetic sex going on through your body at all times and, and, and moving on to why it feels so good to be alive. Then the, the spirit of the heart or fire is that's what we call Shen. And it's such an important expression that they went, that one is so fundamental that it's one of the three treasures, mm. right? And so, with a chatty mind, is the, num- the, the number one inhibitance of, of us being able to develop that virtuous nature of ourselves that can. Um,
0: and we would equate that to being uh, overly intellectual in our processes in our state which then creates the ossification process it stimulates that
1: yeah and so there's a lot of crossovers there it's funny you bring it up and then of course like brain you know the, the you know the upper dantian is that you know it's that chattiness it's that mental energy and you see that qi is you know is what is um giving capacity for that analyzing um, when people have a mental fatigue, they have uh, quite often it's coming directly from a chi deficiency. And then, of course, that lower down to yen that's instinct, survival, survive at all costs, you know, and then find a way to develop foundations and capacities to, to grow your potential and your foundations and stay safe. Because, you know, Jing is the, you know, that lower down to yen, yeah, you, you, you want to keep that safe, and that, that's coming from that bacterial. That you know, that bacterial kingdom that we that we house down there that is such a big part of us that um, that you know that are you know that back the bacteria that are our ancestors, right? And literally the source of us. Um I mean, you bring that up, it's it's very interesting. Well, and then you know, and I think at this point, Shen people are understanding, you know, that strong Jing, strong qi capacity for developing Shen much higher. You know, you can imagine an 80-year-old. That, you know, he's been responsible with the way that he moves his bodies. He's, his body is saved. He's, he's Mate, I
0: see some of those people around here. Freaks me yeah. out. So inspirational.
1: So inspirational. Absolutely. Like this is like, it's not, it's not unobtainable. People think this is, this stuff's unobtainable. It's just, it's not, it's so practical. It's too simple. You know, it's just too simple. It's not another conference. It's not going to this style of yoga. It's, you know, it's, it's not that supplement. It's just chop would carry water with your lifestyle be have the capacity to alter and change as you realize that there's a there's a better way or a simpler way for you to do it not easy you know doing it like as you know as you said Jordy. i'm like you know three-year-old and go you know and like it's just going through you know my own process in the business and you know now needing to like transition to training you know managers and bring that you know bring, you know, bring love or bringing organization. It's like, you know, it's all going on. But nonetheless, so that over the years that Shen can can be developed and especially it really comes forth when you're in summer, you know, you you can really feel that that Mm. expression, you know, and it's not about always having joy, but it's having capacity for joy. Very important distinction. Mm. And so it's the same when people, um, you know, when they feel like I don't have Shen, they're like, oh, I'm, it's, it's sadness is the opposite. It's like, no, it's like a lack of joy. That's it. Lack of joy of its own thing. Just because it has joy and lack of, you know, getting, you know, like, obviously there's many words, but that it's, it's that, that, um, that, that flatlining and lack of lack of happiness, which doesn't have to be sad. That's just, that, that's just when the heart's quite not expressing its Shen, um, you know, at that, at that point. And then the other one is the balancing act for that Shen and making sure. That it stays in harmony. It's like the grandma energy, clipping the heart on the year as the kidneys. So that you actually, you can't just be yang and fiery all the time and joyful all the time. You need to sit your ass down, go internal, and um, and rest, and not have an agenda. And that's what we're just coming out of of winter. And so, some people have done that a little better. Some people didn't, you know, com- you know, it's you know, completely screwed it up, which is fine as, as well. This winter, you know, and like you 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 can't screw it up because you learn anyway. As long as you stay in a, you know, ideally in a forward motion. But let's just, you know, if someone has the intention of being healthy, you no, know, you can you can screw it up. You can be okay with that. You can be, you know, you, you, you didn't you didn't nail it this time. You didn't nail. them, right? There'll be another winter. I'd imagine <laughs> for most people, this thing. But um, but you know that's if you if you have that, that balancing act between you know those those two those two organ systems then generally you you fall towards this progression and you can imagine you know you're you're, you're moving your emotions you're talking about them so your chi keeps moving and so you, you you have you actually have deep learning experiences which everyone's very very familiar with but making sure you have that winter where you just go into a bit of dormancy. and That can be through your day, through your week, and especially, obviously, through the year when you come into winter. And you know what? Is that...
0: When you look at the uh, North American and uh, you know, indigenous cultures, they would call that bear medicine because it's about going into the cave. It's about going to the hibernation. It's about going, taking that inward journey. And, uh, you know, and of course, mm. Long northern winters. Uh, when you look at Europe and the Scandinavian countries, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, wanted to. Uh, can I ask? Is it okay to to just go in another direction just for a little bit? Um, yeah. 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 Um, so I want to say a big thank you for sharing all of that great Taoist wisdom with us, because I absolutely every time you and I sit and we get the chance to have a conversation about it, my heart sings every time you talk about it. I just love the way it feels when I hear it. I love the way it feels when I actually think about it, when I contemplate on it. My body feels good. You know what I mean? My being feels good. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I really appreciate that. And I hope other people have had the opportunity to have that experience as well with it. Um, And because it helps us to really see where we're at in life and what our approach is, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And to... To go hey maybe i need to reevaluate my approach let's say you know because the one thing i've worked out is you know if i change my approach then i'm going to change the outcome yeah you know? i it's really rare that you change the outcome if at all without changing your approach <laughs> it just doesn't really happen Oh, that's
1: absolutely right and I'll, and I'll just cap off all that when we talk about jing chi shen in herbalism because a tonic herb a daoist tonic herb is only a tonic herb because it has the capacity to tonify and cultivate one of the three treasures or more of the three treasures. So we have Jing herbs, we have Qi herbs and we have Shen herbs that are working on the corresponding organ systems that enable us to bring more Jing foundation and energy to our body, Qi, more vitality and charge and life to our body or Shen, peacefulness, calm, capacity to be present and develop virtuousness. Yeah.
0: How fantastic. I just love that. I love that because it's, deep real and gentle and substantial in nature um i would love to be able to um ask you to share a little bit of wisdom with uh the community in regards to how you're approaching what's going on in the world today and the um the you know the scandemic of madness that is uh you know filtering into our societies uh and into the human psyche um what uh great wisdom do you have to share with our community in regards to that
1: uh yeah well i there are a lot of variables going on there are (laughs) and it's a very broad um,
0: question i understand
1: it it is it is a a broad question i feel i've um, made some very good decisions to put myself um, in a position where i am quite excuse the, the, the pun, isolated from the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, nonetheless, I'm aware of it. I needed, I, I chose to just keep on sitting with it, you know, share things here and there and share opinions and allow opinions to develop in myself and go through those processes. Um, but nonetheless, I continued to go through more and more of them until I got to the point where I wasn't experiencing a serious charge towards the situation. And so, in that sense, that's that's what I would offer everyone to you know to to move towards a place where you know no matter what happens. So let's just say, like worst possible, is like um, borders locked down forever, with you know international travel travel you know banned, um, gov- you know access to access to any government service unless you have um, vaccines and. They decide to implement a, you know, like a, a permanent, um, you know, let's stop viral outbreak um, policy through the way that they work, and so they decide to go, you know, well, let's just unify the government, blah, blah blah. You know, just say we go down that like extreme, like, you know, you know, like possibilities or plans or whatever's going
0: on. Well, let's I, say um, the hypothetical uh, thing to entertain is what if they bring out a mandatory vaccine. Which is, Well, you that's know, a huge a lot one. Of so, people, a lot of people are really thinking about that at the moment. You know, it is very topical. Yeah, and I think
1: I think most people, if, even in, in in policy making circles, they're just saying, well, you know, they will, but they, they can't make it mandatory in most places in the world. So it will just be like what they did with no jab, no pay. They'll just restrict single mother pay or family benefits or job keeper or um, any of that kind of stuff. Which strong arms some people, but I would just i'd put I'd just put forth i know you like I'm not trying to insult everyone's intelligence. I know everyone here is really already on this path, but just a reminder if you can um you know just feel the fear, feel the you know the the apprehension you know the excitement for the fight, or even you know just you know your disgust or anything like that, like absolutely they're so valid, and they're gonna be parts they got they come up every now and then and they're super useful but I really would recommend, try, like you know, moving through the, the your different processes around this, um, so that you can step away from that charge and just move smoothly forward. And so you're going to be able to make choices. So, you know, just say, you know, they do come out with a mandatory vaccine. You're going to have to make make a decision and make some moves anyway. You can do it with hysteria or unloathing, or you can just do it calmly and you know, in a in a in a in a mediated manner. And that's um, important to remember there. And so that's where I'm at. I'm like, I, I'm look, I just, I look at what the possibilities are. I look at what's in, in my control at the moment. And so I'm just t- taking steps to make sure I'm actually like stepping back and making sure I'm resting a lot at the moment because, you know, I sell medicinal mushrooms. As you know, they're chi tonics and they're immunological tonics. And they're one of the greatest things that you can take for your immunological health. And the, the level of, you know, like immediate white blood cell, um, activity you see through those, you know, the beta-glucans and the medicinal mushrooms getting down and hitting receptors in the gut and then and getting digested and taken further into the um, into the innate deep immune system and hitting receptors there. So you're turning lights on and activating intelligence within your immune system. Amazing. I think everyone, you know, that's my bias is I want everyone, you know, within reason, to be on medicinal mushrooms. I, you know, like I was, you know, dragged through the, the mud, by the Daily Telegraph or whoever it was a few years ago because they went searching back through my Facebook page and I'm like, okay, well, if you're going to do no jab, no pay and you're going to not give single mothers their, you know, whatever, their $900 a fortnight in so that they can survive and strong-arming them into doing vaccines, if you really care about the immunological health of these children, why not do things additionally? There is so much, and I just use the example, the empirical data around reishi mushroom and what it does for increasing surface immunity as well as innate deep you know immunological functions you know phagocytic function you know like who which we like you talk to an immunologist deep in the institution they'll tell you of course it's better to have that on hand than not Mm. even if it's not directly you know proven to you know to stop that particular virus from getting into the body or whatever it is or bacteria even you know it's, it's it's a good thing to have. Why not do it additionally? And so then they wrote an article saying Mason Taylor thinks that everyone should have reishi mushroom instead of vaccines. And I'm like, you know what? I wasn't saying that, but hell yeah, I do. I'd call <laughs> it the, the, the reishi maxine. And and everyone would, you know, and I, I'll, I'm going to do a video of that, I think soon, like the bizarro, the bizarro world of the pandemic, where I'm the prime minister telling everyone that you're going to be forced to take reishi mushroom for the foreseeable future. Um yeah,
0: that'd be a good one.
1: But, um, in the spirit I, um, of
0: JP Spears, I suppose, too, you know, that they'd have, you know, a brilliant satirical approach.
1: I has <laughs> the best, it's sustaining. Um, so, and, you know, but in saying that, you know, I can't, I can take all the medicinal mushrooms I want, and it's not going to supplement if I'm not resting deeply enough and I'm not, you know, really, you know, allowing myself to become floppy. Sunbathing, you know, being on the earth, been bathed by the forest, um, you know, having time that's like, I, and and this is, I, and I, 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 I and I sympathize, and you know, maybe there's someone I don't sympathize, but I'm like I, you know, tip of the hat, I, you know, I know there's there's you know, men and women listening that have um, you know four kids, and I'm like tip of the hat, you know, I like you know I I have no you know. Um, illusions about just like oh just go and just go to the beach just have another bath i I know that i know what that sounds like to a lot of people but nonetheless this time if you're in the southern hemisphere but nonetheless there's always capacity to step into this archetype and this organ system of the liver um this this time is the energy of like it's like an army general right you come out of the sage-like winter between the seasons you step onto, you know, we take, come out of the water. That's, you know, non agendered and flowing and cultivating with, um, you know, just allowing that wisdom to really get down into our being. We step onto earth and just ground between seasons. Just okay, deep work. Just you know, ground and just eat good food and just be in my body. And then you step into the the next season, which is you know, right now, spring. Wood liver general. The general is also the other, the other face is the artist, but we'll get there. And so the general, what does the general of an army do? Looking at the army of your, you know, of your body, um, take stock. What have we got? You know, what have we, you know, what, what have we got in the inventory, right? What have we, you know, what losses did we sustain, um, over the last year? What, a, what, what skill level do we have in particular areas? Let's do some reconnaissance, you know, like based on last year's campaigns, how well did we do and how well did we not do in particular areas? What's the vision of where we wanna take this army? What do we wanna conquer in our life? What is our mission? You know what, we've been trying this mission for many years and it's actually not sustainable. We're gonna to have to change tact, so on and so forth. You plan what's facing us. So what's facing us now is a pandemic, you know, so call well, a pandemic, you know, what's facing us is, you know, the, this, um, this potential, all right. As a general, you know, like, you know, if something's potential, I prepare for it. I prepare for it because it's a worst, poss- it's a worst possible scenario. It's the way we should be in business. You know, what's the worst possible scenario? That's why a lot of people, you know, I'm not judging this in any way, but like, you know, it's just the reality of it. It's why a lot of people, their business became very exposed through all this. Because they weren't prepared for the worst possible scenario, right? And I'm, and you know, it's, it's even like, even though, you know, I've been talking about immunity for 10 years, so I came out all right on, on this, although it did hit us in particular ways. Nonetheless, I've gone, holy shit, like, I need to be ready. And that's what a good generalist always has a backup plan, has a way, you know, a, a way to retreat and then a way to go forward. But it's t- the tenacity, the smartness, the smarts of the tenacity. This is why you need to think about this in this liver spring season, because it's not just the creativity. It's not just sprouting forward into the world and creating and painting. And it's just all fantastic blossoms. It's like, bang, you know, you are here, we're planning. And it's not just like vision boarding. It's like, you put that up again, a good general will scrutinize. Do you really want it? is this realistic? I don't think it's realistic. You know, you need to kind of have that kind of energy. And so now you've taken stock of the fact that perhaps there's mandatory lockdowns, perhaps particular states are going to continue to go down in particular um, in particular ways and trajectories.
0: You know, and it does seem like what this is providing us an opportunity for too is to get that really deep creational level now of creative process. Like you said, not, you know, painting a painting because it's, uh, I think there was a mm. big drop out there, but painting a painting because, you know, you want to put pretty colors on a piece of canvas. No, it's like, what are you painting and why are you well, painting it? You know, it's kind of like all and- of a sudden, you know, it's very, it's emanating from deep within outwardly. Yeah.
1: That can lead to a victim mentality because you're stagnant. You've got nothing else to do, but project. You're stopping me from creating my reality right now. But you're, you know, you're basically ignoring a facet of yourself and a capacity you have in yourself to your own detriment. If you don't, you know, if you don't look at that, you know, like, and what happens is you look at the reality of what's going on. So I'm looking at the fact that, you know, maybe, I'm, you know, they're going to require a vaccine if I want to go over to the States and we're trying to, you know, launch, um, launch the, the company over in America, we're currently doing. So I, I work, you know, sit with it until the charge goes away and then, you know, and then I, and then I look at it in this, with this energy. And start just you know you know steel faced. I just start looking at the objective facts of what you know. If I if I do it, then I can do this. If I don't, then this is the reality. And so I go, where am I at right now with everything that I can feel and I know? You know, like I don't know what'll change, but I, you know, I know what I know right now. I'm not going to get a jab. Okay, cool. I'm not going to get a jab. Okay, so what's the potential? What's the potential outcome of that? Might not be able to travel. Okay, now let's let's look at that. All mm-hmm. right, now. Why why am I doing this? Well, everyone, every organ is in service to the heart, the emperor, right? The general is in service to the emperor, so that the emperor can shine. It's shen, it's spirit. So all I have to worry about right now is that nothing gets in the way of me moving towards, you know, in no matter what situation it is, whether things are cut short or able to go long or whatever, that I can go forth and, and have, you know, and allow my virtuous nature that's sacred. Um, you know that's like forgiving giving contributing to the community able to experience joy able to experience tenacity able to experience passion without an excessiveness of anger and um, you know ultimately like frustration those kinds of things which isn't easy I know I'm kind of like I'm talking about idealism here but nonetheless it's a nice thing to look at and vision and and then at this time I get real about what I'm fucking up and what I'm doing really well so on and so forth so that I don't to my own idealistic you know nature of putting a particular way of being on a pedestal and then falling short and ultimately becoming you know not in joy about that but so right now i'm just like all right maybe i never travel overseas again and I you need to mourn that for a second yeah, it might yeah. not be I, I you know i've got i've got plans i got i got i got cheeky cheeky things i'm thinking I'm, I'm thinking about as well i'm taking i'm looking at all options but Um, I just, that's, that's where I'm at with it. I, um, I'm not going to be getting the jab. I would not judge someone that decides to get the jab in order to travel because, Mm. you know, perhaps, you know, someone, I don't have someone like, I don't have a parent, you know, say theoretically dying overseas and they're Mm. saying, there's no way you're coming over unless you get this jab. That'd be a completely different scenario for me, right? (laughs) You know, like, um, and so that's where I that that's what I would that's what I would do. I would start coming back to health basics like crazy right now. The amount of you know the amount of necessity of time in nature, gazing at the stars, coming back to um, you having your feet on the earth, dressing appropriately for the season. So don't expose yourself to extreme cold coming up through your feet or. You know, wind this windy spring season. You need a scarf still at times. You know, protect yourself. But the amount of necessity to go on walk about right now, in and and have time carved out in your day as much as it is, whether it's whether I'm talking to the four kid listener or the no kid listener, um, where you come to your practice, to that space where you can come into yourself and you feel what's going on. You know, what's going on today. Open your body, stretch your body, move your body, strengthen your body, breathe your body, allow yourself to be breathed, allow yourself to sit in silence. You know, the and I know it's like, and I don't care if you're not doing it at all, and I care if you don't do it now. I don't want you to flog yourself, I don't want you to get angry at yourself or upset at yourself, but I want you to never stop leaning into that intention that you do have that time when you come home to you know you, you that 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 place that I call your practice, you know, that place where you come home to. You know to, to you, and you feel who you are, and you're not getting washed away in the drama because that's how you unplug from the matrix, right? And then it's like on a daily level, you know, it's one thing to go and you know, you every now and then we have a big peak experience, and we go to George's event and we you know, unplug from the matrix, and then and then the work's on, right? The work's on, you need you, you, your practice is on, you, you consistently, you can, and if you can maintain every day, you show up and show up and show up, all of a sudden, you do earn the right to be one of those elders that's actually developed wisdom and has the, the languaging and capacity to share wisdom with future generations. Because mm. there is a deficiency of that. There is a deficiency in people who are able to get to later age and really, really shine. But even more so, they, they can still shine. Their shen comes through, but their body can't keep up. Mm. And so they lack that capacity to really enter into that, you know, you know, it's not just the, way, just the way the dice rolls sometimes, but generally I, they don't have the capacity to really share their wisdom.
0: Yeah, I just I just, uh, just love the whole lockdown of all the elderly. You know, they just targeted them so heavily um, and denying people access to go and see them, et cetera. And I went, what a cunning fucking move that was because all the tactics they're playing out, all the elderly would warn everybody, we saw this at the beginning of World War I, we saw all this propaganda at the beginning of World War II and they would have called the whole thing out, warning everybody that we've seen all of this before and this is where it's heading. So they just denied everyone access from the elderly, who are the wisdom keepers and the wisdom carriers in our society. And uh, it just shows you how calculating and cold, um, you know, the whole thing has been.
1: It is that and it's stupid. It's it's a it's a culture that is um, destined for weakening its own um, its own genetic expression and therefore its own gene and therefore becomes a, a a more feeble boring type of human and there's a big split of um you know not, not to be exa- you know like a, not to exaggerate too much but there is a split um, occurring right now and a choice that everyone has of um, whether you do want to practice classically or you want to practice the new way of being human, which is Mm. pander, pander to, I'm sorry to say it and be mean at times, but pander to the lowest common denominator, pander to stupidity and pander to just save everyone at all costs. All right. Now what are we going to do after we've saved them directly with this, you know, massive intervention to keep them healthy so they can defend themselves. Oh, nothing. No, no, no. They can just live it any way they want. That is, uh, Um, that is a colonized way of living and you need to uncolonize your mind. You know, the, the, the call here is to come back without charge and invite that sage back into yourself, invite that aid, uh, that joy back into yourself where you step back in with the seasons and you can, you, you know, you can become like nature, just flow with those seasons despite the destruction that is going on around, despite the oppression, um, just continue to, you know, be like that you know, just like that black cockatoo that sits there at the top of the banks here as the wind cracks in and from the south, and it's just sitting there like cool as a cucumber, just gnawing away like feathers ruffled, and it's just calm and collected. Yeah, you said it, bro natural human or boring droid. <laughs> That's that's literally what's going on, and it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that there is a, a you you have to oppose. You know there is that 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 opposition of people going one way or another, and there are people in the middle, and there are people still making up their minds, and people that are going to do a little bit of both. And you're you know, and that's it's it's your job to find your path in it, and that know that in reality there's something going on. Stay with me. Goji's just barking at the door and wants to come in. I believe. Come on, Goji. Come on, Goji.
0: Hey, Goji's here. Wants nice to be in on the party. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, coming in on the party. And so, yeah, I mean, that—that's what I mean about I—like any drama, any any getting dramatic around this. And so you walk away and like, that's right. But this is this is like a war. There's like the droids coming up, and then there's the natural humans, and up against them, that's against them enjoy that feeling for a moment (laughs) stay in the movie kind of like you know the hollywood kind of version of it and then whatever you need to do to let that charge go and not be in opposition and then just go forth um you know and choose
0: choose i've often talked about how you know everyone's complaining about we're down to two strands of dna and now they want to reactivate their you know strands of dna and i'm like well i don't want to do that I don't want to reactivate multiple strands of DNA cause that's going to recycle me back into the cosmic arena and I'll be going back where I came from. Whereas I'm here for forward momentum and I'm here to actually to take those two strands, integrate them into a unified field, transcend DNA altogether. So transcend mm. that, that lockdown in the physical domains and mm. be my multidimensional expression. You know what I mean? Mm. So I like you know, It's like, yes, polarization, yeah. See it, enjoy it, but don't stay stuck in the game, like you said, in that polarized game, and learn how to take the best of everything, find that middle path, and then transcend the dialectic altogether.
1: Yeah, and that makes I mean you you taking it taking it there, I guess like I was at the point where i like wasn't quite um, for me, grasping or going to where I was taking that, that um, unification. And I mean, and you, you, it moving you beyond be, the game. Moving beyond the game and enjoying your multidimensional self that's untouchable. Oh, I, I vibe <laughs> it, man. I, I, I like it. <laughs> I'm a fan. <laughs>
0: I just reckon it's what we're doing. I mean, you know, that delicious paradox, everything's is, you know, you did the dance of alter egos of everything, you know, within myself, yeah. people around me in life in nature, you see it everywhere. It's a beautiful dance. It's like, okay, well, you know, but how long am I going to dance this dance for? Is it going to be forever? I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, it feels like it's getting boring. Is it getting boring? Well, yeah, it does feel like it's getting boring. It's like, okay, well, that means I'm at the end of my journey through all of the realities that dance that dance, and I feel like I'm headed somewhere else now. You know? It's like the party mm. after a while gets a bit boring, and it's time to move on.
1: Mm. Interesting.
0: Mm. Yeah. Mm. So where oh. you know, what opportunities is all of this intense polarisation? I've been saying for a long time i'm experiencing in my relationship with mother earth and the conversations and the dialogue that i have with her through my 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 relationship with her it's she's like well there's going to be a part of me that's going to start becoming extremely bipolar in nature oh, and i'm like wow she goes no no i've got to facilitate a process <laughs> i'm like well that makes sense i get that so here you have you go deeper into mother earth and you just like like you go deeper in yourself and you're hitting that beautiful harmonious transcendent you know incredible um sense of beingness which is beyond all of dualities and polarities etc etc and then there's more shallow aspects right to the point where you got these distorted ego constructs right in the game and in relaxing into my relationship with Mother Earth, I experience the same with her. You know, you got that real deep part of her who's who's like, "I'm good, I've got this, I'm running this whole freaking show here," and then there's that other part of her that you know people are tapping into, and we've got to save the forest and we've got to save the whales, we've got to save Mother Earth, and 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 she's to me, she's like, no, 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 that's the part of me that's bringing an end to holding space for all the consumerism, for all the Extreme polarization. That part of me that does not need saving. That part of me is in a transcendence process. Mm. Yeah, it's dissolving. Like so, all the parts is, of me, like the yeah. distorted ego aspects of me, I'm integrating them, and they are dissolving. They're no longer prominently running the show. If you get what I mean. Mm.
2: Yeah. So I,
1: I, absolutely, I think like so like, correct me if I'm wrong. It's that old adage of, um, it's about your mentality. Obviously we know like the, the excessive, um, activist, pure resistance and pure opposition and therefore, um, exhausted, um, most of the, most of the time or leads to burnout. So it's like the difference for doing it to, you know, essentially for yourself and saving, mother earth or, you know, I gotta like, you know, I always like, I I, I get it. It's noble. It's always speaking on behalf of something that you, you know, you don't really, you can't really comprehend. It'd it'd
0: be like me trying to, it'd be like me trying to save Mason, the Mason that I knew 10 (laughs) years ago. It'd be like me trying to save Mason. Right. And
1: there's something not letting,
0: not letting him go through the changes he needs to, because I like that version of Mason and I want to save that. And every time something comes along to allow Mason mm-hmm. to move on from that hardline construct of what he was. And see, mm-hmm. Mother Earth needs to move on from this. And everybody trying to save Mother Earth, they're not letting her move on. They're actually feeding back into the old version. And they want to hold on to that
1: and I understand you probably would have had that the the, the arguments that are obviously get brought up at that point around like all right, do we actively destroy, do we not try and you know like stop the suffering of animal and I, and or like habitat and that kind of thing which i i you know I know where that you know i know I, I know the answer to that and I assume everyone's you know listening would as well it's obviously we're not you know that's not what's been said there but I guess as it come down, especially to understand an approach, I would see it as like if you have this, you know, deep drawing and desire to go and continue to um, plant trees and, and be amongst, um, you know, habitats and places that are facilitating you and your journey in a way that's sustainable. So in a way, you know, I was talking to Jake on my podcast. I think actually it actually came out today, Jake Kasari. Oh, one wow.
0: Yeah, I remember Jake. Yeah
1: um he's he's the one responsible for saving the national park where the hieroglyphs are in just like just sydney there um and so um he's like you know he's like i can't i don't really call it activism let's call it being a responsible human um and talks about the nature of not being, don't, you know, respect everyone, no matter what side they're on, you know, respect everyone, where they're coming from, you know, we're fighting, he's like, I'm fighting, you know, this took me eight years, to, it took me eight years to get that, the biggest inclusion of National Park to ever be included, you know, and he's, and he's going for it again, the Lands Council are coming, coming after it, another, another area that's, you know, just good, just good, good old habitat for for koalas and thousands of other species that people enjoy being in. You know, and mm-hmm. and I was talking to him about it, and it was just it really brought you know it brought about the nature of like, well, how do I approach saving, or how do I approach working for and standing for particular elements of the ocean and the, and the forest? And I think about how are you going to be able to do it that you can still do it with um you know with with um with a skip in your step when you're ninety. Right? How are you going to be able to sustainably go forth in a way that's not sacrificial, not doing it for a reason that's outside of something you can really perceive and feel and speak of, not projecting your opinion onto the earth? Or Most
0: people who are approaching the, um, you know, the whole save the forest, save the whales, save the whatever, um, are stuck in the old, and they don't want that to change. Whereas Um, my approach is if I look at the aspects of me that I'm actually alchemizing, so I look at my distortions and you can look at the distortion, the equivalent of that would be mm, companies that create pollution and toxicity, you know, that's a distortion. That is an expression of the human realm and this world that is a distortion, it would be really good if that starts to be alchemized and we start moving beyond that so i'm my approach is i don't need to um approach my actual um distortions with the view of saving the version of me that's gonna always be stagnant in one expression do you know what i'm saying so I love being out in nature. I love going for my sunrise walks at the beach. I love going for a swim in the ocean. I love going up on the mountains. I love being with trees and sitting by a creek. Nature for me is so healing and so nurturing. And I recommend everybody to get back to nature, you know, a whole lot more than what we've been doing. Um, So I need my health and well-being to go through the metamorphosis process. So I'm not disregarding george and the body and my being Mm. i'm nurturing it and i'm loving it but i don't have a hardline approach where i must be stuck in an ideology and i need to save this and you know it's like the equivalent of um the people who are really deep into the um uh, the detox programs for example you know what i mean it's like it's all bad, it's all toxic and we must detox, detox, detox because it's broken, bad, no good. And then what happens is people get stuck in this perpetual ideological process of must cleanse, must cleanse, must cleanse. It's, it's a sterilization process, you know, and they're not understanding the actual evolutionary process. They're not mm. with flowing in the unfoldment and the change and the growth and the development And the metamorphosis, that is, change as one of the constants of life in the universe. We are always changing. We are always evolving. What I'm seeing is what has incarnated into the human world are massive amounts of nature spirit beings who have come into the human world who are terrified of losing what we have here and the structure of nature we've had for a long time. And they're the ones who are really quite violent and really quite militant about wanting to hold on to Mother Nature, as they say, the way it has always been. But that's not the case. The elders of elders are saying the song lines are dissolving. We are no longer singing into the song lines. Mother Earth is letting go. The song lines are dissolving, Mason. There is a now a deep process that Mother Earth has entered into and everything is starting to dissolve and it is um, really understanding the deep metamorphosis process that is happening to us as individuals as a microcosm of the macrocosm uh, as a fractal of the earth herself relaxing into that space and realizing as we do it she does it and as she does it we do it and there's this beautiful process where we're doing this uh entire alchemical metamorphosis together and i mm-hmm. love what she's becoming and i uh went through a process of actually breaking up with this part of her right just just like me i'm a vast multi-dimensional being you're a vast multi-dimensional being to be just in love with one part of you you know isn't right when you and I, we get together and we jam, we're always looking at each other, We're honoring each other on a multidimensional level. I see Mason and I love Mason, but I see so much more. And you do the same to me, right? That's what we do, we just naturally do that. Imagine someone coming along and only liking Mason and the identity and nothing more than that. And so many people are obsessed with just this level this part so when you look at the lady gaia personality you're looking at the distorted planetary ego construct of mother earth and to use uh, western terminology when you go deeper into this planetary woman you start getting into the christ sophia energy which is this vast beautiful multi-dimensional being on a grand universal scale and and to experience which i've had the honor and the privilege of experiencing uh, other dimensions of Mother Earth herself. So there's other dimensions and realities here that are not this expression, other expressions, very harmonious expressions of Mother Earth, and they are here, but to only identify with this part of her, which is the distorted uh, ego personality, planetary ego personality, where it's all about consumerism, it's all about the material, it's all about, you know, we're moving beyond this. And she needs to move beyond this. And it's amazing how many people with their addiction to this expression of life, how much they're actually holding not only themselves back, but they're holding her back. And they're actually facilitating so much of the uh, pressure cooker situation that is going on because they haven't had the capacity to let go and move on.
1: You don't shy away from the big conversations, do you, Georgie? That's why I love you. And and it's and it's and it's, a, and it's a reminder. I mean, it's 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 a, it's a it's a non-fluffy Disney version of say, from the Taoist perspective, what they're talking like actually about when it comes to immortality um, and, and unification. Um, now, just because it's something, because that's such a macro that you just went for. What I'd ask is, say, in the instance of like there are particular, you know in, you know, sometimes as you're going through a process and easing into a process, there's, you know, there's junctures and there's, you know, there's the stages of that, you know, that initiation or bridging over to the next phase. So from sometimes, cause you say it, so, which I can now that you went through that longer explanation, I can go like, all right, all right, I'm, 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 I'm vibing the, I can, I can, you know, pick up what you're putting down. And especially from what I know of the, the, the levels that you're, that you're perceiving. So then if you went a little bit micro and talk, you're talking about the evolution. And having evolution is something, you know, you can't evolve with that same level of thinking, you know, that old, you know, again like that old saying. So that's what came up for me because I think about, you know, for me listening to this say like Little Mason time, like you know, I'm like I there was a part of me that goes, Okay, you know I know you're not saying, All right, just let it all burn and let's just make it
0: all toxic. Yeah, I'm not that's saying not-
1: no, absolutely not. And so I'm I'm interested in your two cents because um, you know, just I think it might be somewhere where I'm at. If you don't mind me asking, just in terms of like just tweaking, you know, just just adjusting. And you know, I there's something that I you know I can I do I, I can um, attest that I don't have that that need to to save the earth. That's that's a mentality that I don't resonate with anymore. Although it did serve me for a particular amount of time, as long as I was willing to let go. But in going forth, and there's something I still so enjoy about engaging in, say, securing um, lots in the daintree, so that there are, um, you know, so there, there, you know, so there's cassowary um, channels, you know, where they, where they can, where they can migrate, and so for me psychologically, and you know, in an evolution, having having allowing an evolution of how I'm relating to the action, being one that I'm fighting and saving versus probably where I'm not at yet or needing, but I'd be interested in your thoughts is like, you know, like, what, what is that mentality? What is my approach then? You know, what, what am I like? I'm thinking like, what am I really? Well, it's because if you look here? at,
0: look at what you're doing. Um, and so you're providing medicinal mushrooms. So what you're providing is the remedy. I, I, I want to take the medicinal mushrooms because it's providing a sustenance for my health. It's it helps me to heal. If I have a disease, I'm all for getting rid of the, petrochemical companies i'm all for you know and moving on from that level of consciousness and that approach and that type of technology you know it's time that we matured and moved on from shooting in our own nest basically and uh i do that with my body and i want to do that with mother earth so i'm with you in uh actively engaging in processes that are going to help the earth, the earth heal because i know that when I actually bring a better health about my well-being, right? So more health, more more well-being, I'm not in as much distortion. I'm allowed to be more centered, more calm, more peaceful, right? Which enables me to better go through my metamorphosis. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So I feel... Uh, So it's, it's the approach that people have to saving this and saving that. Mother Earth does not need saving. Do we need to heal and clean up our planetary home? Fuck yeah. Of course we do, just like we do with our bodies. But at the same time, I've let go of this part of her because she's moving on from this and we all need to move on from eating each other. In other words, consumerism. Even to the point, Mm. and I know breatharians can, you know, lay a claim, no, you're actually consuming life constantly. Think of Mm -hmm. all the the particles you're consuming. Think of all the bacteria and all the things floating around the atmosphere. You're taking life every moment of every day. You cannot exist in this world without taking life. End of story, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. unless you're a robot, and even then you're consuming, you know, electricity electrical energy it's just like it's the consumeristic model right so um we're getting to a point where eventually this world is metamorphosizing and transcending the old uh expression of consumerism Mm -hmm. and we're moving into a place of harmony where everything expresses itself as light energy and no one needs to consume anybody else (laughs) you know that's, that's the long-term vision I've always had. I've had that. I've always had that. Now, I don't know whether it's going to happen in this lifetime or not, but, you know, there's a lot of interesting things going on in the world at the moment which are indicating that it's all starting to play out because it's all part of that metamorphosis and birthing process for Mother Earth and humanity.
1: Yeah, so that's very clarifying, and grounding and i mean it comes back to what we were talking about it, it it's a it's a it's a model that isn't focused on the symptomology and cutting something out and fixing something that's presenting it's about coming back to remaining in harmony so that whatever needs to unfold can unfold and ensuring that you've got the foundations in health graciously to to yeah, yeah to, 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 unfold, back- to go
0: through it graciously mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you brought it up because I, uh, yeah, like stepping back and taking a breath and, and remembering that that's, um, you know, that that's the, the, the the road that we're on and the the path that we're choosing, the natural human path, that's what it's indicative of, indicative of it. And naturally you, you know, the mind will want to look at, well, that's the problem. And this is the solution. And that's, I mean, there's a reason I brought up the new TCM and classical TCM because that's exactly the, the split there. Exactly. What's the problem? How do I solve it versus how do we remain in harmony so that whatever needs to happen needs to happen? Well, I've come out of this with
0: a bunch. <laughs> well, mate, I just want to say to you um, how fantastic it has been to uh, catch up, have a good old yarn, and um and deep dive into life with you because every time you and i meet and talk and catch up it's always a treasure and it's always very uh i think the word the right word for me is it's always nourishing in the healthiest of ways yeah
1: definitely i i and us talking about the charge you know, like there's something, you know, there's something there, you know, there's something there permanently there. We can always, you know, people will be listening to this and we'll drop back in. I can still drop in to when you were on my podcast. This is the old podcast. I had the Mason Taylor show. Um, it's worth still going and listening to that. It was like, it was such a, you know, such a mind, um, mind blowing, kind of mind blowing. It was just such a reassuring um, podcast as well. Um, an interview. But that's still there, that creation to tap in. And I can feel that charge when I do. And just like stepping away now and already like I'm taking that away as well. Just how to step and leave, and leave this charge there and everything that came with all this, you know, you know the enthusiasm and that. I can bring in, I can tap into it anytime, but it's not going to consume me. And it's not that- going to run me for the rest of the day. It's um, That was that's such a beautiful thing to take away from it. So, yeah, I appreciate you always bringing your authenticity Georgie, you know, like and, and as I said, not shying away from what you're um, what you what you're perceiving, and allowing, uh you know, I, I've always appreciated. It. It's been a you know, it's been a while since we've had a chat, and it's been a it's been a you know, the offering of like, well, this is this is where I'm at with it has, has already given me a lot of my opportunity to get further peace in myself um during this season context because I'm a big like, why am I doing this? What's the point? I'm a big that's my big thing that I kind of come back to and just I've been a big reminder of um you know just like well I can I can work through those attachments I have of my colonized mind that wants to save things and be be the hero you know (laughs) be that hero and step back into that that harmony with a vision of, you know, riding, riding that wave and allow that vision to come forth. And mm. yeah, that's really, I mean, that's, it's been, it's probably going to be one of the more pivotal moments. This one of my springtime energy, it's probably really kicking me off on my, on my spring journey. So I, I want to yeah.
0: ask you if you can share with the folks, um, because you know, we're, we're winding it up, um, is, you know, there's a lot of physical health challenges at the moment to do with, uh, mm. you know, Wi-Fi, toxic blue lights, you know. In other words, the technological imposition in our world today. And so mm. foundational health is just so, so, so important, more important than ever. And uh, and I know that the, um, you know, issue with the vaccines coming up, et cetera, and the potential, uh, you know, uh, unpleasantries, let me put it this way, that might come physically with having to, um, you know, take an injection and, you know, t- be subjected to one of those injectables. In the world of medicinal mushrooms, and I know this isn't medical advice and uh, everyone should see their practitioner, etc., cetera, et cetera, but in the yeah. world of medicinal mushrooms, um, what are some of the things that, let's say, uh, you would do for yourself? rather than recommending to others, how would you approach it and, um, and what is it good for us to have in that cupboard, you know, by the teapot yeah. um, that's going to really support us?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, like, in, like, connected to that that approach, you have like you you've you, been talking about like five G for what I know four years for, for instance, yeah. saying it's yeah. going to come. Develop your relationship. That kind of falls into the category of having your sovereignty around that conversation of Wi Fi five G. You know, I, I like my little gadgets. You know, I like having my my blue shield still there, even if it's a you know if it's a placebo. You know, that the 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 blue shield advice, but but where what it does come down to is. Your own personal practice, living with the seasons, and having um, and having a and having a physical practice that allows you to release tension from the body um, and develop strength in the body. So whether that comes from your qigong practice, tai chi, yogic practice, yin yoga practice, um, I practice with Benny Ferguson still. Um, mm, so the movement Penny, monk, yeah, movement monk x y z. It's 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 not expensive to become a part of his academy and get a physical practice that's going to help you develop chi. That's, a one, that's something that is absolutely necessary. Epic hydration, I'm a big fan of spring water. I also, every now and then, I like taking um, a molecular hydrogen supplement for just what that does in helping remove particular compounds in the body and just getting, um, getting that, that super potent antioxidant um, that is a molecular hydrogen in the body to take down inflammation. I like taking a dietary clay in the morning to make sure that I'm grabbing metabolic and environmental toxicity that's running through the body. So I'll take a bentonite clay because it's the only one we can legally take in Australia. Every now and then, I will take um, a zeolite, you know, an Australian, you know, Australian um, magnetically charged um, mineral zeolite to just be a little bit stronger and grab any of that calcification, um, you know, any. And if, if, just say, I was in the instance of needing to take a jab i'd be taking a nano um, a nano zeolite to get onto those nano levels as um but i'd I'd also be taking charcoal um i would be taking a lot of charcoal so that's a bit more of a a bit more of a hardcore um hardcore one that uh, i think people should be should be take they're interested in getting toxicity out of their body um i take medicinal mushrooms daily up to a big teaspoon of something like mason's mushrooms easy that's a blend that you can get onto Super quick, you know, you, you 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 take that and you you know you you've got some immunological potential and some development achieved that it. is going to really be able to support you and support you through this. Sunbathing, complete naked sunbathing if possible, but sunbathing, nothing, you cannot underestimate it. So get on get onto it um, big time. And um, you know something at the moment, spring. Like a, from a herbal perspective, I'd suggest people maybe do the hundred days of Shisandra. So that means getting on the Shisandra berry, which is a, um, a tonic herb, one of the most potent ones. It's um all five organs, all three treasures, Jing Qi Shen. But it is liver a big time liver absorbs the Qi of the East, and so that can start your herbal journey and make sure you're releasing that pivot, that that bottleneck of the liver. So for, that you're not for the Northern
0: pain. Hemisphere people they're heading into winter. So what do you advise for them um, at the moment?
1: Lung herbs, chi, chi blend, astragalus, um, white attractor codonopsis, poria, turkey tail. It's all about, um, for you guys, you know, it's about letting go right now. It's about mourning, um, mourning the fact that the summer's over, you know, grieve it, let it go. If you can let go, if you can start letting go of your emotional attachment to everything that happened this year, as you look back, um, you cut off the tension that is going to keep that emotion bottled in your body. And that's immunological deficiency right there. So you bottle it. If you can chop it off with the metal of the lung, then it can descend. Those emotions can descend down. And in winter, if you get quiet enough, if you get into the kidney energy, then you can actually cultivate it and learn from the life experience. But if you can't use this um, time to mourn and grieve and let go, Um, of what was lost or you know what you fucked up this year or whatever or you know you know who you didn't forgive or anything like that then um yeah that's gonna that's gonna come back to bite you and so the other thing when you're in that autumn season is you're preparing for it's probably the season where we're least willing to accept which is winter's coming and because we're not willing to accept it we don't consciously transition and ground between each season therefore we're not um energetically adjusted to be able to handle the cold we're not psychologically adjusted therefore um, you know you, a lot of cold does invade us when it comes to winter and so you see the you know you, you, you see that cold and flu season um occur but if you are taking lung herbs um like the ones i suggested like that's like the Qi blend qi blend that I've got over at Superfeast. Otherwise, you know, it's it's herbs that are cheat tonics like astragalus, white attractolodes, turkey tail. As I said, you start hammering them as well as medicinal mushrooms, hammer them when when it gets to autumn, because that's when you're preparing um, the lungs and the spleen to be able to handle the winter season. So you can rest, right. you know, you can just rest into that kidney time. So, I mean, there's, there's obviously lots of other things to, to do for health. Um, Making sure you're well cooking you know. I could oh, throw yeah, this can, up. This is this is old
0: old packaging, but uh, this is uh, the gin. Oh, yeah, and oh. look at the mason's mushrooms, which is a fantastic mix and the neural nectar. I mean, these are like you can have that instead of a coffee, you can just do like a mason's mushroom, spoon of that, some warm water, a bit of honey. It's a fantastic drinks. Like just a herb tonic. It's really, really nice. You oh, threw up the bottle with man. the new packaging on there. Because this is George, it's just like yeah, these, there you go. these herbs,
1: like these, we're talking about herbs that, when the first materia medica known to humans over two thousand years ago, Shen Nong's um, Ben Cao Jing, comes out and classifies and tells the world after thousands and thousands and thousands of years of humans trying herbs and dying from trying herbs and discovering which herbs are good for particular symptoms and then finally discovering which herbs are um, incredible for just cultivating health like the ones in Jing, you bark, like schizandra berry I was talking about for people in spring to get their liver shining and flowing. It's the ultimate youth preserver. We know that for thousands and thousands of years, people would take schizandra and just see these phenomenal things happen. That's why it's the one of the primary Taoist initiations is to do a thousand days of schizandra berry, right? Completely, to, to completely cleanse the blood. And so, you know, it's an embodied cleansing, you know, cooling the blood, purifying the blood so that the, what you're that spring of life that's bubbling through the body can deliver that you know that 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 fresh effervescent um vitality and radiance to every you know tissue and cell you know so these are the herbs for that amount of time and it's 2000 years ago then we see that these are the superior herbs that's what they say these are the herbs you can get on before you get sick and they're medicinal it's not just like take as many as you want more the better no it's an instinctual thing Mm. but imagine that in, in, a, in a system of how, however many, you know, hundreds of thousands of herbs, there are, you know, 60 that are considered really to be the superior herbs. And these are what we have accessible to us and we can source them in, um, in a way which I've chosen this way. Cause I, you know, cause I own the company. I can do what I want. I can source I want the source of herbs I want. And so in, in ways that are, you know, that are, um, that are micro farms, you know, that are um, independent farms that are running completely off spring water, not, you know, not a pesticide, and not just, these external fertilizers. Can I
0: make a point in that too? Because, uh, you know, I've known you for a while and what I was really mightily impressed with was you actually getting on a plane, flying overseas and going and finding these places and see how they grow and talk to the the locals and, and, and looking at, you know, okay, this label says wild harvested, show me. And then you Mm. get taken out and you would see which companies were authentic, you know, in integrity Mm -hmm. and do the proper, you know, wild harvesting and which ones didn't. And that's what I love about Superfeast is because you are so, so picky and fussy in the best way possible to source Mm. the products that are uh, the real thing.
1: Oh, man. And it's just like, otherwise, if you don't do it, the herbs aren't as good. It's so practical. I mean, this is where, like, you know, this all, all this consumerism um, and, you know, like ultra scaling, needing to scale big time. Like, it's easy for me to go for these huge, you know, certified organic sheds that are grown near the city, but, you know, are technically, you know, still, you know, still what they say, like DDAO, which is like sourcing from, you know, from its homeland. But you try it, and they're just not as good. They're shit. Yeah, they and, don't have
0: the life. They don't have the life force in them.
1: They don't have the life force, and I don't care. I'm like, I'm like, if I was going to go organic, I'd have to severely drop the quality of the herbs because in China, in you know those that are holding those that, those classical Taoist roots that come from the classics and uh, what uh, actually understanding what the treasures are, D Dao is the, the, the most um the, the the primary herb you want if you want quality because it's grown where it's actually going to suck up the energy and the wild energy and you're basically getting a wild herb but on a scale where it's feasible to have um to offer it commercially um you know and that's, that's so and and the the, pro, the energetic process of making sure that industry is getting localized as we do this that's the whole point of going for independent farms and not these you know these big operations that are who don't give a shit about the herb and making sure that there's herbalists. You know we've got people extracting our partners, um, helping us find the farms and then extract in China, and they're herbalists themselves. Everything's getting altered for every herb. Every every herb has a personality, and that's an ancient process called how how right? That alteration to ensure that you get absolutely every. Um, everything out of um, out of that herb so that you, you know and that's not that means not standardizing and just going for a marketable um, compound because everyone's heard about it and oh that thing's good for sleep or that thing's good for immune system what about all the millions of compounds that are in that mushroom that have been extracted for thousands of years that haven't been identified yet that might be um, the actual thing that's giving the wind beneath the wings of that compound that you call the, um, you know, the active constituent. There's just there's no magic, and I, I like I like the magic of tonic herbalism. It's why I like the Taoist element, and so, yeah, I appreciate the plugs, and I'm passionate about the herbs. They can be they can really help facilitate people, um, and you know, and likewise, we facilitate them getting out there. They can facilitate processes, and the mushrooms are integrated. they help I, you integrate. I just felt
0: I just felt the differentiation was important. Mm. Yeah.
1: appreciate it bro yeah everyone get on it get on get on the mason's mushrooms or if you're tired get on the jing hit us up on Superfeast, like instagram email us superfeast.com.au um, um, superfeast.com in the US will be launched hopefully pretty soon in the next few months if you're over there go and pop your um, go to superfeast.com if it's not launched yet pop your email and that be informed when we launch but yeah send us emails um, give us a call shoot us an Instagram. There's like, you know, there's, there's, we're we're here to support and facilitate your tonic herbal journey as well.
0: And you've got a great team of people working with you too now, which is really good to see. Really good people. And and, you know, and and in your podcast too, you're hitting like different series and you did a series on water and you did, you know, you've done all these different topics, which is really important uh, for people to get clear and you speak to, you know, different people about, each subject to get different ideas, mm-hmm. you know, different perspectives. So that's really good. Um, like I really you. love that. I love your approach. So thank you so much. And, um, I am, uh, really, really grateful Mason that you came on, mate. I really am. And, um, Sending my love to you and Tani and Aya and, uh, you know, the family, <laughs> Goji. Thanks, <Raya>. Goji. <laughs> what Goji. What a great name. Oh, you just nailed it with that one. Goji Berry. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. Goji Berry. And I, um, there, there is a possibility that I might have the great honour of speaking with Tani down the track too. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. And because uh, oh, I know we're going to adventure pretty deep into some pretty big topical subjects too in the world of yoga and and, and other areas of life which are just going to, you know, so, so, so important for people to have a much deeper, uh, uh, I'll say, breath of wisdom when it mm-hmm. comes to all of these subjects. Uh, yeah, so full respect to you and your life path and everything that you bring to the world. Uh, it's a world is a much better place because you're in it, mate. And I, I genuinely mean that. Thank you so much.
1: Well, thanks, Ben. So appreciated.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Mason. All right. Lots of love to you and speaking again soon.
1: See ya. Bye, everyone.